Skip the booby bop, skirt bag. What is up, my guy? Bro, How are you, you doing? Two weeks in a row, you caught me lacking with the scat, the straight off the bat scatting. Well, we had we had the giggles uh, pre-recording, so it was you know yeah. had right to have fun scat. with it. You got, Have a little fun you got with giggles, it. bro, and you're about to start a podcast. Got to go directly into scatting. I mean, I don't know how, how else would you do it? You don't. There's no other way to do it. That's the only way to do it. I guess you don't have to do it that way. You could do it a different way, but eh. that's not how I want to do it. I, I don't want to do it a different way. You're not gonna get the respect if you go straight into it. If uh, if you don't, you know what I mean. Like boring ass yeah, podcast, you know. What Imagine if, if I would have been pre-giggle, like pre-giggle, yeah. and I said, yo, 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 skirt back. Like, dude, that wouldn't have been any good. It would have been, it would have been one of our normal episodes. I feel like our yeah. scat episodes, I've granted we've only had one so far, but top tier, top tier episode. Uh, They're more random, but way less structure, I feel like. Yeah, it's kind of just There's, us babbling for two it's, hours. It's also that time of year. Yeah. NFL is like not really picked up yet. Like it's starting to, but like it's still kind of a lull. Like MLB, we're just kind of getting on with it. NBA offseason is beat. I don't have any notes on the NBA for this week. Yeah. Soccer's just friendlies. Tottenham lifted a trophy, actually. Their first trophy they lifted. Of course they did. One that doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, yeah. The Tigray Cup or something like that. I think it was from like a. I think their international tournament was maybe in Japan. That's kind of cool. Yeah, it's cool how uh, all these like big European teams kind of just like scatter across the globe for like for their the fan like bases summer tournaments. Really, yeah, it's all the yeah. fan bases that don't really get to see games live. Yeah, it's cool. Me, um, and Lex and my cousin and his girlfriend went to the Chelsea Brighton game. It was at Lincoln Financial Field. That was cool. He's a Chelsea fan and like. So he knew, like, all the players, all the new guys, like, literally everybody. Like, way better than I would know City's team, and they're all nice. You know what I mean? Yeah, one of my uh, best friends from high school, his name was Nick, actually just got married recently. Um, so if by chance Susie? you're listening. Congr- yeah, Susie. Um, Congrats, he's, Susie. A, he's a huge Chelsea fan, too, and he was at that game. And he sent me a picture oh, of him he? walking into the field. And I was like, yo, my boy's, my boy's Kenny. My boy Kenny is there with uh, his girl and, like, uh, some of his friends, I think. And he was like... Hell yeah, dude! I will definitely recognize him if I see him. And I was like, yeah, he's pretty hard to miss. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I stick out generally. <laughs> but he's like a diehard Chelsea fan. Was like, yeah, because I was texting him. I was like, are any like the big guys playing? And he was like, not really, but like we're getting to see a lot of like the younger guys coming up through the academy and some of our like recent signings and stuff. And who's naming? And off Cuckoo a bunch started of up top. That's what he said. He was just like, Justin and Sterling Cuckoo. started up top, like outright. Yeah. What what was the score of that game? Did Chelsea it was four three, four three Chelsea. Wow. You, you saw a yeah, good so game. Yeah, it's a then. fun one. Yeah, Dope. yeah, that's sick. Brighton scored first. I think Danny Welbeck had the first goal for Brighton, and uh, I was like, whatever, dude. I'm just here for goals. Like, I'll take five more. And like, just like jokingly. <laughs> yeah. And then you got ended up getting seven that. of them. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, can't complain. It was a good time. Did it? Did it? So I know it was pretty much the reserve squads, but did it feel like it was still more competitive than like a union game you would normally go to? Like, was the hype around it bigger? Um, I would say really like equal. Them? Yeah, equal to like a union regular season game. Maybe maybe a little bit less, just because like you know, like it doesn't really matter. But for a lot of the people playing, it does. Right. You yeah, know what I mean? Like like it does out. matter for them to like try to like make the squad and like 
convince the coach that they deserve minutes and stuff like that. Right. Um, and like, it was a fun vibe. It wasn't like real serious though, but it was fun. Like everybody was cheering and stuff like that. It was, it was good. I, I thought that, I mean, I would go again. Yeah. It was pretty dope. Was it sold out? Was like the stadium packed? It was packed, but it wasn't sold out. Yeah. But, um, I mean, yeah, it was pretty packed. I feel like the stadium was like probably like 80% full. Oh, that's pretty dope. How much does yeah. Lincoln Financial hold? Like 40,000? No, I don't think they hold that much. Let's let's uh, do a quick little look ski. I have no idea when it comes to like NFL stadiums compared to MOB stadiums. Lincoln Financial Field capacity. Um psh, 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 psh. It's tough with DuckDuckGo. Yeah, it's kind of annoying. Yeah. It's like most of my searches, that's how it goes. Like, I know the first result isn't always going to be what I'm looking for. Well, with, like, regular Safari, it's, like, it'll give you the number somehow. And, like, with Google, it just, like, gives you the number. Like, I feel like it's always easier to find. Yeah. Um, Like, without even having to click into a website or anything, it just pops up, like, right there. Yep. Why why can't I find this? It's like the hardest thing I've ever done. Here, I'll do it because I'm on Chrome. I tried it on Chrome and I couldn't find it. Uh, Lincoln Financial Field Capacity, 67,594. 67, Holy shit, dude. That's way more than I thought. That's way more than Yankee Stadium. That makes sense. I don't know. Well, I feel maybe like, not. I feel like a baseball field would have more seats because you can put more seats, like, well. All the way around. Yeah, I just feel like a baseball field's bigger, you know? I don't know. That's wild. I would have I would have never guessed that held that much. That's a good number. That, that is a good number. You and know, add 2,000 more, get us up to 69. Just for the, yeah. for the meme, you know what I mean? Yeah. Sixty-nine thousand sixty-nine seats. Just six nine zero six nine. I could get behind that. They pack it and the stadiums are bred. All the seats, honestly, are good seats. That's probably why Taylor Swift is making so much fucking money on her tour, dude, because she's selling out like football stadiums and I mean Madison Twice. Square Garden is only like what, like eighteen thousand? 18,000 sure, in MSG? I'm pretty sure MSG's bro, tiny, dude. There's no way. Yeah, MSG, 19,500. What? Yeah, bro. That's what I'm saying. That's very isn't that, surprising. Isn't that crazy? Because MSG's considered, like, a huge, like, famous venue, and it only holds 19K. Holy shit, MetLife holds 82,000. Yeah, MetLife, I, when MetLife, they're full three levels. No, they're four levels, and they go all the way around. Mm. Like, the That's birds true. aren't as big, like, they aren't as tall, and they have gaps on the on some of the things. Yeah. They designed it like that because they wanted to be able to see into Center City. Oh, really? That's cool. Yeah. Barclay Center only holds 19,000. Prudential Center, sixteen seven. Trying to find Wells Fargo. I think Wells Fargo is like twenty. 
for it changes based on the, the Wells Fargo thing. arena capacity sixteen one. Really, I'm looking yeah. at Wikipedia and it says for basketball they can hold twenty one thousand, for hockey they can hold twenty thousand, and for arena football only seventeen six. I wonder if these numbers are like not including standing room. I don't a know. lot of it, a lot of it includes standing room. But that would make more sense if it was like they just had 16,000 seats and could hold like 20,000, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Is... I'm, I'm looking at this thing called arenacapacity.com and for Wells Fargo Center, they have 21,000 for basketball and concerts and 20,300 for hockey. So, yeah, it's probably just because like the... Like the walls they have to put around a hockey rink. Yeah, yeah, hockey like rink's bigger some... than a basketball court. Yeah, they take away like basically all like the lower seating, like the all the courtside stuff, the behind like right behind the hoop that's like bleachers and like seats. Right. You know what I mean? Like they take yeah. all that out, um, and then that's like the hockey rink. Um, dude, I was. Thinking it's about, about seven hundred seats. All just like on the first floor level. Yeah. Six ninety four. That's still a lot. I, I mean, I guess it makes sense because that's like what my high school gym held was like five to six hundred. I have no clue what my high school gym held. Um, but dude, I was thinking about this the other day. So I saw a picture of the outside of SoFi Stadium. Is that okay. stadium like in the ground? I believe so. Where it's like you go in and then you pretty much go to like it's like in a, it's like the basement venue, right? I believe that's how it is. Yeah, it's like built like. You know when you go past like a bi level house and it's like you can see the windows that are like on the floor? Yeah, and it's yeah. Because the house is like 25% of it is like built into the ground. Yeah. I think it's like that. I don't know why. Dude, that's so smart. I don't know why a bunch of arena. I mean, I guess it's probably because it's fairly new. Like it just opened up a few years ago. But dude, that's so smart. It probably holds so much more people if it's you have all this room to put them underground and then you can have a full fucking stadium capacity above it. Yeah, but I think that, like, either way, like, you still can't go that high with your seats from the ground level. Why? Or from the, from, like, the field level. Because how are you going to be able to see? You got to be able to watch the game. Well, yeah, but, like, if you're 40,000 feet away, you're not going to be able to see it. (laughs) (laughs) You're telling me some people wouldn't pay $2 for a ticket up there? Yeah, probably. (laughs) (laughs) Would you? I would. Yeah. You'd pay two bucks to sit 40,000 feet away from 40. All right. Like a literal 40,000. That's like, that's going to be, you know, miles. I'm pretty sure. Okay. But what if you, okay. So like take the top seat at Yankee stadium and then add a whole nother section on top of that and then go to the nosebleeds. Yeah. But that's different because baseball stadiums are spread out more. Like with football stadiums, it's just like straight sidelines. So you can kind of crowd it a little bit more like baseball fields are different. Yeah, I guess if you're in left field, those steps would be steep as a motherfucker. Yeah, dude, give me an elevator at that point. That's true. We used to go to uh, NASCAR races and we had these one seats. We had, they were like, so it was like 100 and 200 level seats, right? We were on the 200 level row 59 out of 60. So to get to the bottom of the 200 level, you had to take staircases that just were like, whoop, 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 like back and forth up. Like in Coastal Probably. Stadium? Like those types? Um, No. The ones that no, like no, zigzag no. up? 
Well, yeah, it is like that, but I've never been on that in Coastal Stadium. Oh, theirs really? is like, because theirs is like a, oh, at Coastal's, it's like a ramp, and they're like long. Mm, yeah. This is like sh- narrow and like steps. Oh. Oh, so small but probably staircase. like th- Probably like like 30 sets of them, like 10 to 15 steps each. So, but like, there's people that are like stopped, like, because people, you carry your cooler catching in filled with beer. <laughs> there's people that are stopped all throughout it catching breathers and shit. And like... <laughs> Dude, it's a hike to get to the top, bro. It's like it's a trek. And then and then we get there and we're like, "All right, now let's walk around, take a piss, maybe grab a bite to eat." And then it's like, "Okay. Now let's climb up to the 59th row." <laughs> get the dude. binoculars out. Yeah, dude. You I mean, we didn't really use binoculars, but we had them. It was it was fun. It was always a good experience because you had like the headphones on and our radios so me and my dad had a radios that were connected to like a walkie talkie, basically like a high tech walkie talkie. And we had it programmed. So like if we were pressed two, it would automatically jump to like, you know, like one of our favorite racers. If we, if we press three, it would automatically jump to one of our favorite racers, but, or if one, but if we press three, because of that was Dale Earnhardt's number for so long. And then like he passed away, he's a legend. If you press three, it always went to like local radio that was covering the race. So like oh, we listened cool. to that for a lot of the time to be like, okay, what's going on? And you could also like type in any driver's number to get it. You know and what it I mean? Just connect you to their like connect you to their radio. radio. You could listen listen to what they're saying, listen to them talking to their crew chiefs and their spotters and stuff like that. So like we'd listen to like the regular radio for most of the time, and then when accidents happen, you jump to somebody in the accident and you listen to them. It was dope. That was kind of that cool. helped you like that helped you like stay engaged. And from up there, you could pretty much on. see the entire race. There was like one small corner at like the start of turn three, like on the far side that we couldn't see. And other than that, we could see the entire track. It was nice, dude. Honestly, I feel like those seats might even be better than like being close to the track. Well, maybe not. Yeah, it's a way different cars experience. Fly by, it's probably dope, but like you can follow the whole thing around. Follow pretty like, much if the you're whole close thing on the floor level. Like you're just gonna see them like every now and then just zip by you. Right. You're barely going to be able to see him. It's just going to be like a blur almost. Yeah, just... Yeah. They're moving too quick. No, I liked it, dude. I always had fun. One of my boys actually, not like, I guess like a few months ago, was like, bro, like we should get together for together for a Dover race. And I was like, dude, I'd be so down to go back to Dover. Because we, we had season tickets and we would go to the spring race and the fall race. We had season tickets to both and we'd go every twice every year. Is that when like they would just come to Dover twice a year? They do. They go to every track twice a year. Oh, really? I didn't know. Yeah. How many tracks are there? Um, maybe like twenty. Yeah, that makes sense. Cause maybe less. One race, like one race a week, right? Yeah, yeah, one race a week. Let me see how many tracks in NASCAR. NASCAR holds races at forty-two different tracks in the U.S. and Canada. But I guess, so I guess not all of them they go to twice then. But I don't know if they're all, like, yeah, I'm I'm looking at these and they're not all, like, official, net like, tracks that they use in the season. Yeah, I couldn't tell you a thing about, like, how NASCAR, like, standings or schedule or season works. I couldn't tell you anymore because they do the, they do playoffs now. It used to just be straight points. Right, kind of like a Premier League season. Right, you'd get points based off like positioning and races and shit. Yeah, yeah, you get first, you get 
five five hundred points. You get right. second, you get four ninety, so on and so forth, something like that. Um, but now they have like a playoff thing, and so it's like the top ten get in plus a couple wild cards or something like that, and then it's like based on standings and and shit like that. I kind of like that more for racing because then it's like, you know, the final race isn't like, all right, well, there's three guys really like in the hunt, but like the rest of the pack is not like they're not going to if they win this race, they're not going to have enough points to win. So it's like the final race of the season's like everybody's competing. Yeah, like that's pretty cool. But everybody's not competing because in the playoffs, some people like some people didn't even make it to make it into the playoffs and qualify. And some people have been eliminated by the time the final week rolls around. There's only like two or three guys left. But they still race in those races? Yeah, everybody races. It's not like... No, I thought... I thought... That that would be fucking sick, first of all, if they're just doing 1v1, like, gauntlet races on a small track. Um, Dude, why don't they do that? That would be awesome. Not even... It doesn't have to be 1v1, but how about, like, a pack of five or something like that on, like, a real small, like, city track or something? I don't know. That would be way more interesting and fun to watch. I don't know. I'm also the most fucking like neutral car racing sports fan. So I think there's like 17 ish tracks. I just counted. And they do them twice. I think they do most of them twice. I guess not. I guess I don't know anything about this place and this sport anymore. (laughs) Because, like, I think I only see Dover on here once now. First name Ben, last name Dover. Middle name (laughs) her. They have, let's see, May 16th, they had, they raced at Dover. Alex Bowman won. But then they don't have a race there after that. Let's see. Is Jimmy Johnson still racing? No. What about Kyle Busch? Um, I believe so. Yeah, he won a few races this year. So it's I'm I'm just looking at the schedule. This is so fascinating. I have no clue how any of this works. But it's like playoffs, round of sixteen. And then it's three races. This is this is last year, I guess. Because I already know the winners. Um and then it's playoffs, round of 12, and then it's three races. Playoffs, round of eight, and then it's three races. And then there's one race that's like the champ- like the final four, or like the only ones left in that race. How does NASCAR playoffs work? How does NASCAR work? <laughs> NASCAR playoffs 101, what do you need to know? Okay. Round by round, NASCAR Cup Series. 16 drivers, four rounds. Um, So, and then you have four drivers get eliminated through, like, three rounds. So, you go from 16 to 12 to 8 to 4. To 1. Throughout the regular season, drivers... Earn playoff points to be used in the postseason. The playoff points procedure is uniform across all three national series and continues in the playoffs for drivers to remain in contention. Ways drivers earn playoff points. 
when stage one or stage two in a race. So that's that, that's another thing I remember they changed. There's two stages to every race now. So it's like oh, every race. I do you... remember seeing that one time because like the laps on the I was watching a race and the laps were like cut down for some reason. Yeah, they said stage it's, one. It's basically just split in half. You get two races for the winners. You get one playoff point, and then if you win the whole race, you get five playoff points. And if you win the regular season championship, you get 15 playoff points. Second place gets 10, third place 8, and then they were they declined the rest of the way by one. Um, when And when is the end of the season? Is that like, it's like November? So they obviously don't race in the wintertime, right? So I guess so what it, so the way that it works is it, I think that the first 3 stages of the playoffs are basically the same like you you just keep getting points and then in the final race there's no playoff points four drivers take a a winner take all Oh really Yeah so basically you just have to get to the top 4 and it's every man for themselves basically Like, like if you make it, but dude, I keep forgetting that it's not like I the whole where they just have everybody race every race, even if you're already out, is what's fucking me up. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, like everybody still has to race, even though like you're not in contention for anything. What is the point of that, dude? I mean, I Money, guess you're getting paid. You sign but... a contract. Yeah, that makes sense. I just you sign like a contract to go out there and do your like... best, and like the better that you perform, the better. Your next contract's gonna be. Yeah, I just always look at uh, like NASCAR as such a different. I don't know why, but like I I think of it as a sport, but it's one of those things where I'm just like, I don't know, I forget that it's even like a thing, and two that it's like run like a normal sports league is. Right, right, right. That it's like winners get are getting like it, to me. It's, 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 honestly, like, it's a lot like golf, like the FedEx Cup. Yeah, yeah. So like. I guess I don't know how it works, but like, so like last year, Kevin Harvick had two had fifty seven points. Okay, you know what? So I don't know how you get points throughout the regular season for the regular season points, but so the the winning stage one and two winning. The um, the races, and then wherever you finish, right, that'll get you playoff points. And when the playoffs start, everyone like resets to two thousand plus their playoff points. Oh, all so right, whatever that makes points sense. he, whatever regular season points he got, which is how you calculate the regular season champion that all gets reset to 2000 and then you just have your playoff points. Okay. That makes sense. So you accrue playoff points. Like, so playoff points and regular season points are two separate Different. things. Like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That makes more sense then. 
that's kind of a cool way to go about it. I mean, especially with the whole two, like two different stages of a race where like, you yeah. know, if you win stage Basically one, every like, race you're still is getting two. points. Yeah. But if you win, the, if you win stage two, like if, or if you win the race overall, I don't know how you win the race overall. Is it, I guess it's like you add your two scores together and the lowest, I think that's probably how you do it. That's how they yeah, used but to then do a it. Guy who comes in first place at the end of the race, but doesn't like, what if you start like finish stage one in like th- 25th or something like that? And just went on a crazy run for stage two and ended up winning. Would he not he'd win probably the race? Get, if he like, did? He'd probably get like 26 points overall. Like you could, you could do it like golf and make it out like 26 points and low score wins. So somebody who got 10th twice and only had 20 points would beat them. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. That's dude. This is like a fucking, like we need like a fucking expert to like it's so easy for other sports I know, it's like yeah just I know. a tournament based on season standings <laughs> I, i'm sure it's a lot more like simple to the basic most basic nascar fans but i literally have no fucking idea about anything when it comes to nascar except for the fact that people drive cars fast in a circle that's my knowledge and i could i know a few of the racers not even like the the guys today like tony stewart jeff gordon dale earnhardt dale earnhardt jr Jimmy yeah. johnson that era is all yep. i know yep i know like a hand if you if i looked at the thing today i would know like a few names yeah like Bubba Wallace. Bush, kyle bush Bubba wallace kurt's uh, retired he's old i think alex newman you said earlier i knew him i know him because his car used to be green i don't know if it still is but he used to have a dope green car and i always that's literally how i picked out my favorite nascar driver as a kid it was jeff yeah. gordon's old-fashioned dupont like rainbow car was got me i was like and also my um pop my grandpa he was, was good. a huge dale earnhardt guy so I was just like, oh, we'd always go over to his house and watch the Daytona 500, and that was the only race of NASCAR I'd watch all year, but I always just root for Jeff Gordon. Yeah, I always just rooted for Dale Jr. I liked him. Um, my dad liked Kurt Busch, so I liked Kurt Busch too. That's pretty much it. I liked Martin Truex Jr. because he was like – he came in like under Dale Jr., like on his team. Like they had yeah. some of the same sponsors and stuff, so I kind of looked at them like very similarly – they both came to the local racetrack in my town, and I got like to meet them and got their autographs. Well, that's pretty cool. Dale Jr.? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Dale that's Jr. and Martin Truex Jr. Yeah, not bad. Not a bad I, gig. Uh, kind of taking like a darker turn here, but I, I remember the day that Dale Earnhardt like died in the yeah. uh, in his race. We used to have this small – dude, it was probably like what, – what year did he die? Like 2004, 2003? I have no idea. I'm going to look it up. Cause no it was, clue. It was before, like, technology, basically, was a thing. Uh, Dale Earnhardt. Oh, my God. It's so hard going from typing on my work computer all day to this fucking keyboard. Uh, Let's see. 2001. So, wow, dude. Bad bad year for Americans that year. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Um, we had this TV in our kitchen, dude, and it was probably like not even, it was probably 12 inches like tall and wide. And it was one of those old school analog TVs that you plug into the wall. And I remember just like sitting at the kitchen table, I was probably eating something and my mom was in the kitchen and she just started going like, like she was shocked. She just kept going, Oh my God. Oh my God. And I was like watching the fucking race and seeing like what was happening. I obviously didn't understand what happened at the time, but then I remember like, Pop would bring it up and be like, yeah, when Dale, Dale Earnhardt died. I think it was, I'm pretty sure it was the Daytona 500 that he died in. Yeah, it was. First race of the season. 
but it's like one of my core memories as a kid. I don't know why. It just always stuck with me. It's probably not a good one to have. Nah, that fucking nine eleven all in the same year when you grew up two hours from that shit going down. Scary times, dude. Yeah, that's true. You did. My I mean, mom, I guess I grew up pretty close to it too. I don't remember nine eleven at all. Oh, dude, I was in kindergarten, like in yeah, in I, school yeah, that day. Too. And uh, my mom, like, came and picked picked my brother and I. I don't even know if my brother was there. No, I think he was just a baby still, like, before school. She came and picked me up just and was, baby. like, crying. Just the baby. With his little mama. <laughs> um, She picked me up from school. And we went back to, like, the apartment that we lived in. And just, like, the news was on all day. And, like, you just heard, like, planes flying over our house, like, all day. And my mom was, like, freaking out. Obviously didn't know what was Damn. happening. But. Yeah. I remember, like, I w- I asked her to, like, go out and play. We had this big rock in our yard that was, like, it was literally just a boulder, like, in the yard. Yeah. And um, we'd go out and play on it, and they o- it always had, like, these little tiny red ants, like, you could squish. And, like, you'd get this little, like, red dot after you squish them, obviously. And I, like, just wanted to do that. And my mom was like, no, like, we can't go out today. Like, we're not going outside to play today, blah, blah, blah. I never understood Too why. Too scary until- out there. Yeah, until I got older. She was like, yeah, that's because we were getting uh, attacked by terrorists. It's like, oh. Casual. Makes, makes sense. <laughs> I don't know, man. What if we From... weren't being attacked by terrorists? What if uh, it was our own government and they wanted to start a new war? Well, it was, but like terrorists in quotes I mean, oh yeah no, that's, that's fucking I, terrorism that's just domestic terrorism dude that is domestic terrorism huh we were under attack yeah domestic citizens of this country were under attack yep it's if there's Still any conspiracy if there's any conspiracy that i 100 percent believe in it's that one dude like i don't know if i'd go as far as to say a hundred percent but not a hundred percent i believe in it but if there's one that i'm like i've like if someone was like one conspiracy you believe like in that you would like fight for to your death, I'd probably say the nine eleven attacks. Like more so than the pyramids conspiracy or alien conspiracy, and more so else. than the moon like, landing. More so than the moon land, dude. Even the ah, the moon landing gets me. I don't know. That's it's. There's a lot to that one where I'm like, I always believed it as a kid, and up until like even like a year ago, I was like, yeah, we've been to the moon. But like now that I've kind of gotten like a lot of like research and like kind of looked into it a little bit. I'm like, all right, dude, you're telling me we did all this in the sixties and like some of the technology we have today can't do this. Like, you know what I mean? Like the technology we would have needed back in the sixties and like the videos of them on the moon and stuff. And it's like, if we could actually do that, like we could have like a 4k camera, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. What about the conspiracy that all the people that died on that, on the Explorer rocket ship, uh, didn't actually die. I've seen, I haven't done it was like too much into unmanned. that, but yeah, dude. And there's like the actors of the, this is so, this is so disrespectful if it's true, but this isn't my like opinion or anything, but like the actors of the astronauts that were supposedly on Apollo 13 have been like found later in their lives under like a different name, but they look just like them. And it's like, like I've seen That's pictures. That's how it was with everybody from the Explorer as well. It was like almost the same exact person with like a similar name that's like really close look they look exactly the same like, yeah like if if you were to put them in like an aging app like that's how they would look now is how yeah. they do it's, yep. it's like eerily close i mean ai could do it but they didn't have ai back then right and if we didn't have ai back then then how the fuck did we get to the moon not saying that's like correlates at all but like 
if we have that level of technology now, like one, why haven't we been back? I get like the whole. That's my thing. Why haven't we been back? Well, I get the counterpoint to that because it's like, all right, well, we've been once. What else is there to see? You know what I mean? Like we know what's on the moon. We can research the moon the easiest because it's the closest thing to us. Like what's, what would be the point of going there just to be like, all right, we've been back. You know what I mean? Like there has to be, yeah. there's a lot of money being funded into something like that. So there's got to be like a huge reason to want to go back. So I understand that argument against it, but also at the same time, it's like, it's been since like the, Did 60s, the Russians like, check to make sure that the American flag was planted on it. What do you mean? That was the whole thing. It was like the cold war. It was like Russia and Russia. Like who's going to get to the moon first? Yeah, but you, do you mean, like, has Russia gone back to see if the American flag has been planted on it? Right, right. Or they just took our word for it. That's true. Feels like that a bolt in to take somebody's word be, for. Yeah, but at the same time, it's like, what if we spend all this money to get out there and check and it's there? And we're like, oh, well, all right. I mean, don't you still want to be, like, just as good as America, at least? Like, as your biggest competitor? Like, wouldn't you want to be like, okay, like, it's we can do it, too. It's just a big dick-swinging competition, dude. That, that's what the race to the moon was. <laughs> It was. Boiled down. And now it was just I, I a huge feel like other countries don't give a fuck about outer space anymore. I know, and that that begs the question: like, are you more interested in like exploring this like space, like the emptiness of space, or like our oceans? Dude, I don't want to explore the oceans. Why not? Too scary. More scary than space. Yep. Nah. How so? I don't know. I guess neither are really scary because if you get if you go into one like un without anything to protect you, you're dead instantly. Well, yeah, but like, yeah, I guess that's true right? because space <clears throat> like you're you... just going to be always be there. That's the thing. Like, if you explore the yeah, ocean, you're going like to the... be dead. Right, but just the emptiness of everything. I think like leading up to that death would be scarier than getting to a point in the ocean where you just like instantaneously like combust. Right, like if you're, and here's the other thing, is like we don't even have things that are strong enough to keep us alive underwater. We can stay alive in space for like a a little while, maybe. For a long while, as long as we have enough resources. We don't have resources to get to the bottom of the ocean, like the deepest part of the ocean. And that's why, like that's part of it, right? Like we need to like get stronger things if we want to explore the bottom of the ocean. Yeah, like if we had unlimited resources on a spaceship, then we could go pretty much anywhere. It would just take us billions of years. I mean, we just need like a greenhouse and a pasture. We could put a cow or two on. Dude, that's like the whole, like, um, the incredible true story. Like the story of that album is literally just like those guys living on a space station that has shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think, just build I, like a massive one and like yeah, dude, that's what it is. I think if humans around. get to a point where like the elites get off the planet after it explodes and like continues the human race or whatever, like that's probably what they're going to be living on. Like I'm sure they're either building one, have one built, or in the process of having yeah. that done. You know what I mean? Because it's not like you can just hop over to like the moon or Mars and just live on that. You're gonna have to have like a living situation where you can have stuff like that until you find a place. And that's the whole concept of that album is they're looking for planet paradise where they can inhabit a planet. But for now they just live on this giant space station. That's pretty cool. I've dude, I've been saying it for so long. He needs to make a movie out of that album. Like it would be such, it's such a good movie concept. 
That would be like, pretty dope. Dude's just exploring space, like living on this giant space station that have like fields and prosthetic like ocean, not oceans, but like water and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then like while they're doing that, like every goal of human, like the every fucking human on that thing, their main goal is to help like work towards finding a new planet. Like everybody's job, everybody has a different job. Like, you know, you could be like a cook in like one of the fucking kitchens or whatever, but like the main goal for everyone is to find a new planet. As to where here now, like people living on planet Earth, it's like everybody's doing something different. Yeah. Everybody's got different goals and intentions. And that brings out like the human oh. primitive instinct, dude. Like yeah. when you think about like an ant colony, like they all live for one main goal and it's to like survive and like expand their species basically. That's basically what yeah. humans would be doing just with consciousness. Interesting. Fuck them ants, dude. Yeah, fuck ants, bro. They Don't like ants. ants. Yeah, no, I'm good on ants. Did you Too see many ants. the uh the guy in Congress yesterday go under oath and say that the government has possession of like spacecraft and alien bodies? Uh I saw something about it. I really didn't care too much. I believe it's- it. It's crazy. I do believe it, dude. But my whole thing with that is like, one, my first thought, which is scary that this was my first thought, and I'm sure it was yours. And I talked to Waldo and he said the same thing. And a lot of people probably had this first thought is like, dude just came out in front of everybody like under oath and said that aliens exist and proof of other life exists. And everyone's first thought is like, all right, well, what's this distracting us from? Correct him though. What's the distraction? What's the distraction, bro? And like, there's so many things you could choose just because I don't think there's like one single thing that's distracting us from, but there's so many things you could choose to say, well, oh, they're trying to distract us from this everything trying to distra- because we have access to everything. It's like, that's people- like, they're it, like, they're trying to distract us from so much, but like, it's not like, but it's not, that's, that's not the only thing that they use to distract us. You know what I mean? Right. Right. And it sucks and that it- that was like our first thought when it's like, this is like the most important piece of could be potentially like if if what he's saying is true, this is like the most important thing ever in for human fucking history, dude. Like we just for found alien out history for, within humans because I mean when we're all fucking dead in ten years, it's not yeah, gonna matter gonna, that we fucking knew had aliens. Yeah, that's true. But like if we're not, this is single handedly like the biggest piece of scientific proof of anything, dude. Like the one question humans have had their entire existence. One of them is like, one, what happens to us when we die? Two, are we the only ones here? Like, we just answered yeah. one of life's biggest questions and nobody fucking cares, which is the craziest part. That part. My whole thing, though, with him, though, is is like, I, I, I watched his, like, interview, not interview, but what he was saying. And he kept saying, like, when the, the congresswoman would press him about, like, you know, was there bodies, like, blah, blah, blah. He would always be like, oh, I can't say that. That has to be in a private setting, um, like, showing you proof. I could give you names and stuff. And it's like, if you're going to come out and fucking cock tease us with this information, just give it to us all, dude. Give it to us straight, like. Yeah, don't give us fucking half of an answer. You're under that's, earth, dickhead. That's, well, that and that's what's, like, making people not believe. or Not, not believe not, it. Not believe, but, like, think aliens are, like, a conspiracy or whatever. It's like, if you guys just came out and showed us the proof and had, like, actual scientific hard proof of everything that you're saying then like one you would gain a lot of trust with your citizens and two like that conspiracy would fly right out the window we'd be like all right, right. well now right. you know what i mean like there's no reason not to believe like if you still don't believe in aliens after that then you're just an idiot yep i don't know i want it to happen so bad dude just to see like 
what would happen, you know? But, like, yeah. also, if something bad happens with that, which it very easily could, don't know if we'd have, like, normal life anymore. Like, life as we know it what would is What is changed. normal life, bro? Just what whatever we have currently that's not, like, you know, like, normal. Like, people wouldn't have any sense of, like, religion or job security or, like, everything people think is real, like, would be just thrown out the window immediately, dude. Especially if these dudes came in and, like, were hostile towards humans. Like, that would be the worst thing to ever happen to us. People would lose yeah. their minds, dude. Civil- civilization would just collapse. Yeah. Lex's dad was here today, and we were talking about, um, Lex was like, Dad, like, have you ever, like, owned a gun? And he was like, no. And she, uh, he was like, why? Like, you want to own one? And she was like, well, Kenny wants one. And he kind of looked at me, he's like, you want a gun? And I was like, well, yeah, like, I don't want one now, but when the shit in this country inevitably hits the fan, I'm going to want one. Yeah. And when the shit hits the fan, I'm not going to be able to get one because they're not going to be selling them. That's, like, the main argument behind, like, the whole, like, right to bear arms, dude, is when shit does hit the fan, gonna want protection, but, like, yeah. you can't sit here and say shit's not gonna hit the fan and take our, our shit, our guns, and then have shit hit the fan and then leave us fucked. Right. That's, that, like, I'm not a huge gun guy. Like, I, you know, I if you don't want a gun and you don't like guns, I fully respect that and, like, understand why, but, like, this is also me. Don't speaking. hate me for wanting to, like, protect up. my family, like when right. our country fucks up and our government fucks us over. Yeah, dude. And like, they definitely get in the hands of the wrong people. And I see like, there needs they to be do. repercussions of like, there just needs to be better, like control. But you're not going to beat bad guys with guns without a gun. Right. Right. Exactly. You know what dude. I mean? Like it's me versus a bad guy with a gun. Me with no gun versus a bad guy with a gun. And I'm a good guy. I don't guy, stand so a chance, bro. He's letting me up. You, right, dude. And if you take away my guns because, because of me following the law, the guy that doesn't follow the law has a gun. Like I'm fucked, right? Um, but yeah, dude. Just I, I, I strongly believe in like growing up in a household that had guns. Like made me a better person. It gave me a better like view and overall just like vibe of like gun ownership. You know what I mean? Like people that yeah. don't have that, or like you know people that live in the inner cities and don't really like think about stuff like that. And ours were for strictly hunting. I mean, yeah, they were for protection yeah. too, but like we were, we were just always hunting because we lived out in the middle of nowhere. But people that don't have that grow up scared of them and like, like afraid to even like see one or like touch one. And I think yeah. that's that's a scary part. Like if you see one and you're like, oh my god, immediately like frozen and just like scared to even in the sight of a gun, like that's that's a problem. Like yeah, you need to be educated on the topic and like, I, that should be something. Nah, that I can't say that. That might be a little too far, but like. If high schools had like classes on how to like, gun use safety, gun, gun safety, and stuff like that, dude, like I think that would be a lot better for. But then you would get the same thing, like you know, the Americans trained fucking ISIS and the Taliban or whatever, and then they came against us. So you can't be trained in the crazy psychos that are going to be shooting schools up in America, right? Same that's, thing. Yeah, dude, that's yeah, that's the thing. Like it's so hard to weave out the psychos that will use that training and be like, all right, well, I'm now I know how to reload it. Check out my sight of hand. Is this, am I doing well, teacher? And the teacher's like, hell yeah, star student, A plus. A plus in gun safety. This guy's John Wayne in this motherfucker. (laughs) Wayne. That's the issue with like a lot of people that become policemen, dude. They're just like psychos who are on a power trip and want to have a gun. You know what I mean? Like, it it blows my mind. Sounds like Kyle Rittenhouse to me. 
Right. Like those types of people. It fucking yeah. blows my mind that you don't need a college degree to become a police officer. Like that's crazy to me, dude. Yeah. Not saying that everybody with a college degree would be better at being a cop than people who don't have one, but like But you're telling me that just going to high school is good enough to become a cop and where the you know what? A, a lethal you're like just go to high school and be like, alright, I'm becoming a cop, I have a lethal weapon and like power over the ran- like random civilians. Like that's crazy to me. Going to college wasn't just about like getting a degree. I think it opens a lot of people's like perspectives on a lot of aspects of life and just like you're kind of thrown into like this melting pot of people and it's easier for you to like sympathize with people and become like more of just like a socially like responsible person on top of being educated into a field that you want to like dedicate your career to so like why is i just don't understand why that's not that should be like first step in becoming cop is a four-year degree in law enforcement yeah i hope i make enough money that JT can go to college, but doesn't have to go to college. Like, I'm like I've been to college and I enjoyed it, and I got a lot of good things out of college. But at the same time, like I do feel like it's a waste. Yeah, in certain parts, um, in certain like aspects, it definitely is. Like, honestly, dude, I think I would have been way better off learn learning a trade in high school. I could have I could have learned a trade for free in high school. Maybe done a little bit of like secondary education, gotten a license or a certificate, certificate in something, and just started working and making bread. Yeah, it's kind of no tough though, dude. It's it's a little tough because like, especially mine and your generation, like we couldn't have predicted. Like, I mean, I guess we could have, but like nobody expected like technology and AI to be adv- as advanced as it is already. And like, yeah like you said um trade jobs aren't going anywhere like you can't have ai or robots do that so they're always going to have job protection but like people like us where we're doing most of our stuff online that a computer could probably do better and faster than us like we kind of got the shit end of the stick when you think about it i think about my previous job as an auditor and i think like once the blockchain really starts to get implemented my job won't exist anymore really yeah because like I mean, same here. the way the world is going like everything's gonna be there's gonna be like digital currencies like that are like world like you know known digital Worldwide, currencies yeah. um and it's gonna be like you know all the major businesses have to trade with this currency all transactions have to go through blockchain you know what i mean so like right. it's it's all like you have such like an amazing like record of it it basically like using a blockchain basically prevents fraud like like almost eradicates it you know what i mean right to the point where it's like all right what do you need an auditor more for to make sure people aren't like committing fraud we can literally see every single transaction yeah and that's to be said with like a lot of other not even just auditing just like automated like my job dude writing social media stuff like i just track stats and fucking write posts but like ai can do all of that and, dude, the more that I think about it, the more that I'm, like, but I don't even know how that would work because, like, there's still so many transactions. Like, you'd still need to be able to, like, make sure that, like, that there's no collusion and stuff like that. But then I'm, like, I don't know the power of the blockchain. That shit's even too complex for me. And I have, like, right. you know, somewhat of an understanding of it. But I don't know. It's just crazy because I don't even know where the world's going to be. 
I saw this thread the other day and it was about like potential future inventions. There was like 10 of them and it was kind of crazy. Some of them, I don't really remember any of them, but I just remember reading them and be like, that would be crazy, but I could see it. The first, the very first one was like a toilet that would scan like your poop and your urine and like tell you like if you were healthy, if you were hydrated, if you had any diseases, because like you can find out everything from your poop. Right. That's pretty smart. Yeah. That's going to be a rich person thing though, I feel like. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Because, like, think about all the times that you poop. That's, like, super consistent, like... Data. Um, data, like, feedback. That's about what your health, for. right. Like, consistent feedback of, like, your health and stuff like that. And, like, let's say you're starting to get sick. It's like, oh, like, maybe, like, your white blood cell count is higher or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It makes a lot of sense. And it, I feel like we have the technology already to do that. Yep. Got Dude. to. So, because you Maggie, can, because you can scan poop, you know what I mean. Yeah, and they do it. That's for dogs, right? And you can like know, like you can look at somebody's poop and do that. So all you have to do is just bake a fucking scanner into a toilet and let it spit something out really quick. Like put bake a scanner, whatever, and bake a poop, and you're good to go. Yeah, bake a poop and then let it. Let you it have float syphilis. <laughs> From your, your poop's telling me you're fucked up, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah you got to stop sleeping around. Have you seen, I think that, I think it's a new episode of the new South Park season where Randy buys that really nice Japanese toilet. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> it's like that, dude. Exactly like that. <laughs> um, they'll probably have it so you could, like, pick any person that you want and, like, they'll make that person, like, put their personality into it and, like, tell you, like, about your poop. <laughs> Morgan Freeman's just... <laughs> I was just thinking Morgan Freeman. <clears throat> I would set it to days. I'd have like Morgan Freeman on Monday, Adam Sandler on Tuesday, fucking Kevin Hart on Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, that would be dope. That would be um, Another one that I'm remembering now was like you could take, you know, how we all have like data and all of our interests and stuff like that and yeah. like our text messages. You could like upload like, you know, let's say like somebody that you love passes away. I don't I don't want to say anybody because I don't want to speak any of that yeah yeah somebody somebody that you love passes away like a loved one you could basically like upload their data and have like an ai bot with like a number that you could text you could like you know talk to that person that passed away quote unquote talk that's fucking uh rick when he goes back to his original house and diane is just like the ai ghost that haunts him yeah 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 that's scary dude that's pretty fucking scary yeah but you got to have controls in place to make sure that that doesn't go crazy. Yeah. And that's the thing. There's not going to be enough. There's going to be too many people trying to get the next quick thing out to market and it's going to be made real janky and it's not going to have the right controls in place to stop it. Yep. That's how I was on this call the other day. I just had just thought, just remember this. I was on this call the other day for um, the one young world summit that I'm going to that Deloitte sent me to. And this one girl who went, she so every year you do a project right and they like highlighted on this call they highlighted three past like really good projects and this girl's her she went and her whole thing was like mental health um her brother committed suicide when he was like 19 or 20 ish something like that so she created this thing it's like an it's like a a plug-in to safari google chrome microsoft edge all that stuff and if you type in anything harmful like you know, how to kill myself, right? 
into Google or into any search engine, it'll like catch that, block it, and like send you to like a pop up page with like it had like a, just like a shit ton of different like resources, like things that you can call to talk to people, like webcam things that you could talk to, like text things you could you could like text with if you don't want to do any of that, like actually talking. You know what I mean? That's pretty smart. Um, and it's pretty big, dude. They have like a shit ton of downloads, like millions of downloads. They're like um, a bunch of the big. She's from United Kingdom, and she's like a bunch of the big football clubs here have them, like Chelsea, Man U, Man City. Like she named like ten Premier League teams that have installed it on like all of their um, like computers and stuff like that. Um, and she was just like showing some metrics and stuff, and she's like, "We don't track any of your stuff, but." They they had this one metric on there it was like twenty six um, lives saved and she was like we don't know like we we didn't like track these people like there's no way for this to know that but we've had twenty six individual people reach out to thank us for doing this because had it not been for like their you know plugin blocking them from searching that then like they probably would have killed themselves. Wow, yeah, it's cool that they're not like like scraping that data from like their actual software no. either it's just like basically reviews yeah of like hey thanks you guys saved me and then they just yep. add, that's pretty cool yep i actually might have taken a picture of it because i wanted to talk about it on the podcast let me let me check my photos really quick that's pretty smart dude i uh i'm no, sure you could use that of it. i'm sure you could use that form of like um technology and like different ways too, like for search engine like optimization type stuff yeah probably i don't That's know cool and it's just like a tool like a chrome tool like yeah. an extension yeah she wants to get it like have like all like universities and stuff like that like install it on all of their devices that they give out to students and like all their computers on campus and stuff like that like that's like her goal is to get to like big institutions and stuff so that, like you know people that have public things like obviously if, like if i own my private laptop then like right but i'm sure you could install it, it on that you could probably put it like on your network you know what i mean like if we were at coastal yeah. and like logged into their network they could probably have that like oh maybe yeah yeah have it mean? like just any on, device so that's everyone that's on their that network internet. yeah that'd be pretty cool because you have to like agree to stuff when you log on to their network, you know what I mean? Yeah, just throw it in, like, the user agreement. Yep, yep. That'd be pretty smart. I mean, it's not like that. It, that's going to, like, hurt, like, anybody using that. You know what I mean? It's not like, right. oh, I didn't want that to be installed. You know what I mean? There's no yeah. reason for people not yeah. to have that. The It's called Ripple, but the I is a semicolon because, like, the semicolon is, like, the suicide oh, yeah, thing. Yeah. Yeah, so when I saw it said Ripple with the semicolon, I was like, got to be something about, like, suicide prevention. Yeah. And it was um you know a, a touching story to say the least. That's smart as fuck, dude. Good for her. Yeah. Yeah, I like that a lot. The um, other ones were just, you know, people trying to do good things, so unimportant. That is a thread that I could get lost in, dude. Like Austin sent me this thing. He actually brought it up to uh to me when we played golf last weekend, but he was like, "Yeah, there's this guy on Instagram." Huge switching fucking topic, but it's kind of the same. This guy on Instagram who, like, lives in the Florida Everglades and will make videos of him just, like, catching random animals, like, in the Everglades and talking about them. 
Like, this dude just picks up fucking, like, Burmese pythons and spiders and gators and shit. And it is, like... Gnarly. Dude, this guy has no fucking fear. Like, <laughs> some of the comments are so funny because they're just, like, old school, like, Chuck Norris type, like, jokes. Where This one was, like, this dude's gun sleeps with him under the pillow. <laughs> that one had me cracking up. Yeah. He just walks up to, like, fucking gators and just goes, yoink, and picks up, like, fucking the most venomous, like, frogs and shit. He's, like... This guy's like a sun, like a poison dart frog. You wouldn't want to pick him up. And he's just like crawling around in his hand, but literally like super educational and like just so infatuating. I just get lost in dude. I went on like an hour and a half tear of just like scrolling through his videos and just like watching him fucking pick up snakes and alligators and spiders. And it's That's funny. Awesome. He, ma- he makes them like really funny too. Cause every time he picks one up, he just goes yoink. And sometimes he'll go to pick like up a a, a snake or something and it, it'll like bite him. And he's like, oh, this one gives me a kiss. And meanwhile, this guy's got a python like attached to his hand. <laughs> Casual. Yeah, dude. I have to say, what if they're venomous? The they are. Most of them are. He picks up this, uh, it's called a Brazilian wandering spider. And apparently, it's more venomous than a black widow. And what they do is they wander on the floor of the Amazon, like at night, or like this was in, when he was in the Amazon. It wasn't the Florida Ever Everglades? Okay. But they wander on the floor of the Amazon because they like to like hide in um like cold and dark areas. So they wait and come out at night, and they just like they're always walking around, and they're they're big. They're like this big. I believe and, um, it. He was like, yeah. Sometimes, like for people in Brazil or South America, like in the area, they will like put a shoe on or like grab like something that had a shadow underneath it that's heavy and that's where like a lot of people get bit because they, they like to hide in those areas and he was like yeah this is like the most poisonous poisonous or venomous spider in the world and he just like has one in his hand and he just like boops it on the head i'm like bro you're a psycho <laughs> boop yeah that's what he goes he goes boop <laughs> that's wild yeah dude i'll send you some of his videos they're really like entertaining but it's just one of those things that i just like saw was like so interested in and got just stuck on I feel like the boop has taken over the world. I don't know, like, how. But well, I think, see, I feel you, like... You'd be seeing the boop everywhere? I feel like I've seen the boop. Like, we booped the dog. I booped the baby. Like... Booped the baby. <laughs> Do you burp and then, him like, and then we boop started, him? Like, Lex and I started booping Ben, and then I started hearing, like, other people booping their dogs, and <laughs> boop. I yoink, uh... Boone sometimes that's what i stole from him. i'll just go up behind him and be like yoink and scoop him up and he gets so mad ben hates being picked up he's like no i'm yeah, terrified so can you please put me down kyla hates it dude and also you're throwing your back out trying to pick her up <laughs> you can do it put your back into it to it how did you uh how'd you play golf yesterday terrible 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 worse than the week before yeah worst round of probably the last two years damn it was that bad dude i shot a 110 Oh, and that's man. generous, man. That's bad. Yeah. What was it? You just like didn't have your swing or like nothing. Didn't have working? anything. Everything no. was bad. Everything was bad. That's tough. Yeah. That's a tough go. You probably came off that course so defeated, dude. I've been there, man. <laughs> it gets worse. It oh, was no. BYOB, and I didn't know that they don't sell any alcohol like on the premier on the property. Oh, so you're sober the whole time too? Yep. We well no. We had um we had a two o'clock PM tea time and it was hot. It was warm, it was hot. But maybe it was just warm, but it was hot. Yeah. Um and 
I was like, you know what, dude? Like, we can go out there. It's gonna be sunny. Like, have a few beers with the boys. Like, uh, you know, it'd be good. Yeah. And um, then I didn't bring beer, but I rode with Austin, and he had like a few beers. So I ended up drinking a couple of his beers, and like, you know, smoking obviously. Um, yeah. And yeah, just just a bad round all around. Couldn't did hit, hit anything well. Did you hit the range at all or no? No, I didn't. I could That's have, but it was too hot. Your, yeah. Oh my god! I'm playing next yesterday. week. I'm playing at 7 a.m. and it's an hour away, so I'm not hitting the range next week either. Yeah, that's that's usually what my mine is it's like 7:30 tea time, and I live an hour and a half away. Yep, it's tough. Yep. Um. So yeah, I got to leave by like 5:45 because I need. I can't get yep. there at six. Or I can't leave at six. Get there at seven. That's my tea time. I need to put my shoes on, check in, blah blah blah. Right. It's nice though, because when I leave, I I always leave at five forty five, and then um, PCJ that coffee shop that I love opens at six, and there's one on the way, so it's like Ooh. knock off fifteen minutes, dude, and I just kind of like wake up. I don't have any music or podcast playing. Hit the drive through for a coffee, and then throw on an episode of like Son of a Boy Dad or Anus, and then that gets me there. And then the drive home last week was nice. It was actually nice to drive home because we got done at like. 12 55 like right before one o'clock and then the yankees came on at one so i had that to listen to i'm the game home but um yeah dude my last two rounds of golf have been nuts like i started off uh, did you see my snap last week of i came like four inches from the hole in one dude dude i actually came really close to the hole in one too we played in the morning and it was the second par three of the day i dropped it like six feet past the pin and it came straight back like halfway. So I was like, I ended up like, being like three feet from the pin. But like, we're like, dude, if this was middle of the day and like the greens weren't drenched, like probably they were like, rolled. they were yeah, like soggy. Like it probably would have rolled in, dude. Yeah. That's always tough to like gauge. Like you get through nine holes at an early morning tea time and all the greens are like wet and soggy. And then by the time you and hit then the they turn, start to dry out. out. Yeah, dude. And it's yep. like, all right. Yep. Everything's moving a little bit quicker now. It's like now. playing on different greens almost, dude. Yep. Yep. Um, But, dude, I started off. My front w- was so bad. Like, I think I had two triples on the front, a double or two, and then the rest were bogeys. And I had one birdie. That was the only, like, par or better hole I had on the front. And then uh, the back, I literally bogeyed every hole except for one on the back. And I ended up with a 91. 91? So, I went 90 two weeks ago and then 91 this week and i was like dude if i didn't have the two triples and even if they were just two doubles like i would have broken 90 and that's all i've been trying to fucking right. do yeah it's wild bro i had two holes or one hole that is like what's keeping me from doing it let me look at my round from yesterday it's disgusting bro plus 38 110 oh man not a single par on this card there's one, two, three, four, five pars, or five bogeys. Everything else was a double or worse. Oh man, yeah, yeah. that's just one of those fucking days, dude. Yep, nothing's working. Nope, and it's tough too because like you get. You want to like, look at who else is on my eighteen and... birdies card? Alex Hampson finishes plus seven with a seventy nine. <laughs> that's even worse. <laughs> His front nine, I remember being crazy good. Taking a look at it right now. He went bogey, double, bogey, bogey. That's through the first four. Yeah. And then birdie, par, 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 birdie to finish the back. Oh, man. What a run. 
And then on the back nine, or that was on the front. And then the back nine, he went birdie, bogey, bogey, par, bogey, par, double, par, par. Damn. Yeah, he's good. He had a 39 <laughs> on the front and a 40 on the back. Oh, man. I can't imagine what it feels like to break 85, let alone 80. Dude, he shot. Let me. See, he shot an 85 last week, and he was, like, so unhappy with it. He was like, dude, I played terrible today. And I was like, Sam, I shot 100. <laughs> yeah, I would have been like, dude, I don't want to hear it. His handicap on 18 birdies is six and a half right now. Damn. That's got to be the best feeling ever to be that good at golf, dude. Yeah, Pinelands, he shot an 85. He shot plus I would, 13. I would kill for an 85. I played with him. I shot 99. Hey, you broke a hundred. Broke a hundo. Yeah, I uh, had this idea in me yesterday where I was like, probably not going to play this weekend because it's too fucking hot, but I don't want to lose my swing, so let's go to the range. And I bought a bucket, a large bucket, thinking it was going to be like 10 bucks and like 40 balls, and it was $20 and 100 balls. And I was like, all right, well, I'm getting my money's worth, so I'm going to hit all these fucking golf balls. And I got probably 30 swings in, dude, and I was fucking gassed. I was like, I'm not, I'm literally just swinging to hit these balls and not have like seven or eight dollars go to waste. So I'm just hitting these balls, like making my swing worse, like hurting myself. And then after that was over, I was like, all right, I need to cool off. So I'm going to go over to the putting green and just like put, put around for like 10 minutes and then we can go. And I got over there, dude, and I was just like lining up my putts and I, I didn't even have the energy to like, put any effort into it so i hit like three balls and i was like all right maggie let's go home i can't i can't feel yeah. i can't breathe right now dude yeah i need to get out to the range i don't I know was, dude i'm my, starting my i'm starting to go once a bad. week dude once a week and I'll, i'm only gonna do like 20 balls because obviously 100 was way too much but if i can just yeah. get out there and hit 20 yeah it'd be fine I did a big I did a big bucket the last time I went. It was good. I did like a warm up with my wedges and then just like kind of cycled around my irons, hit some hit my hybrid, hit my woods, hit my driver. That see, that's why I fucked up, dude. I started I just went down the line and started with my fucking fifty six and then went all the way up to my driver. But by the time I got to like my five and my six iron, I was so gassed. So like every swing I had was just like not my golf swing at all and I was just like Yeah, oh, can't, this isn't helping yeah. me at all. It's important to like take your time too, I feel like. That's the thing. I kept having to like back off and like take some water, drink some water, and just kind of like set up. And then I would step up to the ball and still be gas and just fucking like flub it or shank it and be like, "This isn't helping me." And the lady nope. next to me was hitting her driver, and she was a lefty as well, and she almost hit me a few times. I'm like, "All right, dude." Like, oh, because she like hit it off the off the toe, and it just off, like, came right straight off the you? toe, dude. There was one where I like swung and like on my upswing, like I was watching my ball, and I just see this ball, and I heard it just go. <laughs> like right past my fucking leg and i was like oh shit and she just she just giggled she was like oh, oh shit <laughs> i was like yeah dude he almost just fucking uh, hit me he almost just hit uh, me and we're parallel <laughs> like what the fuck <laughs> yeah yeah i felt uh, bad though because you, i could tell she was like truly like trying to learn how to hit a golf ball because she was using her driver and hitting it like three feet in front of her yeah so i was like ah like everyone's got to start somewhere so i wasn't like yeah, yeah annoyed yeah. or anything but it's like at the same time you're almost hitting me with a golf ball <laughs> like what the fuck she'll get it together when she gets out there hopefully dude i feel bad for the poor bastard that's like teaching her how to play 
<laughs> I need somebody to teach me, and I'm going to feel bad for that poor bastard, too. At least you can hit it off the ground, dude. Barely. I'd rather play with somebody who is playing army golf and going left, right, left, right down a fucking hole than hitting it 15 <laughs> times three feet in front of them and taking 20 minutes in between my swings. One of my best holes yesterday, my drive ended up on uh, the neighboring fairway. <laughs> my drive ended up on the neighboring fairway. I couldn't even see where the hole was from where I was, but I just like wanted to like get back over, like keep the pace of play up. So I just cranked the six iron. No clue where it went. And then I was like, I'm going to drop another ball. And then, like, drove up. And I was like, oh, shit. This is my shot. So I'm going to grow with that. And then my third shot. Honestly, I hit it pretty well. But, like, just a little bit right. And then I had to chip up onto the green. It was a par five. So I was on and four. And then two putted six. But I was like, that's not too bad. That that same thing happened to me. We played Wild Wing last week. And you know that hole that has, like, the water to the right and you can drive the green? Yeah. Yeah. It was that hole, and I fucking obviously going for green, which I've hit before. I've hit it like two or three times, and I just like came way over the top and sliced it right, and it landed on the tee box, like literally as the group in front of us, who was part of our group, so like we knew them, so it wasn't that big of a deal, but landed on that that tee box. And between me and the green that I was shooting for on that second shot were just these giant fucking trees. I had no chance of like getting through or getting it over, so I had to punch it out like. But I'm, at that point, it's a par four. I'm already on the green. I go up and down for par. Came up with a bunker shot, and it fucking flew over the green and landed. Probably like 30 feet from the pin, but like just on the fringe. And then I got it close and saved it for bogey. But I was like, Jesus Christ, dude. that is I sweated that bogey out. Like That was the hardest fucking bogey I think I've ever scored. Dude, there was a par three, and me and Owen both went into this bunker on the left of the green. And it's like straight up like straight up like 10 feet from where and my ball was like tucked into the wall yeah so i was like all right open up the face i'm getting under this bad boy i'm gonna be good hit it like way too clean the ball goes straight up but i ended up hitting it long landed it so it's like bunker is like upright like this and then it's flat across the green and then it's like a straight up hill that's all fescue and like hampson had had an eye on my ball so i went over and found it like Went to go chip it onto the green from like this hill in fescue, back into the bunker. Oh no! On the other side, landed on the green and just went like, and then just trickled into the bunker. Then I had to get back out of it, oh, and then man. like one or two putted for whatever it was. Owen goes into the bunker. His first shot is like doesn't make it out of the bunker his second shot goes over the bunker like into the rough and i'm like dude owen me and you had a rough hole here we both hit out of that bunker twice both very different ways different ways yeah (laughs) dude it's i don't know what it is but bunker shots and i just don't get along it could be the easiest fucking bunker shot of all time and i'm still picking it clean and hitting it 30 yards over the fucking green i don't i don't know how to do it no, that's the toughest part is, like, sometimes, like, you do hit it too clean, and you're like, oh, okay, I just fucking crushed this ball. Yeah. You're supposed to catch sand every time you come out of a bunker, but I don't know, like, I can't find the sweet spot in between the right amount of sand and, like, no sand at all. I always pick it clean. Fairway bunkers, dude, I crush my shots out of because I'm, like, I can pick it clean, and, like, I can do that so much easier than, like, trying to get some sand and just, like, kind of flop it up. Yeah, you have to get, like, a decent amount of sand and, like, basically, like, full swing. 
Yeah, it's so hard for me to do. I can't full do it. follow through at least. You know who's nice out of bunkers? Emery, dude. I don't know how As or he why, should be. but he's so good. He literally shoots for bunkers. He's like, yeah, dude. Like, I'm coming. Like, he had one shot on a par three, one of the long par threes on that course, and uh, banged it right into the trees and like the shit in the brush, and was like, I was like, you have a line. Like, I would club down and like go for green, and he was like, nah, dude, going for the bunker because then if I if I'm there, like I know I'm gonna be like have a safe second shot or third shot. I'm like, all right, throws it in the bunker, dude. And then just like picks it clean and drops it like four feet from the pin. I'm like, bro, I, I don't know and how then you play golf like that, bro. I one putt for bogey. Yeah. Yeah. That's literally what, it, that's his game. It's so funny. Hey man, whatever works. Yeah. Like bogey golf isn't bad. Oh no. Bogey golf is a 92. It's basically where I'm at right now, dude. Bogey golf. Bogey golf's a 90 if par 72. Isn't that usually what par is, 72? Yeah, but isn't a bogey just plus 20? Bogey golf, or plus 18, actually. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, if you get a bogey on every hole, that's a 90, bro. That's amazing. Yeah, that's what I dream of. <laughs> yeah. Um, if I could just be consistently a bogey, like, like I would love that. Consistently a bogey, dude, or even just, like, like play how you play now but just have like four or five holes where you par you know what i mean yeah like you don't need to be, yeah you don't that because i feel like bogeying every hole definitely puts a lot of pressure on you because no, like that's you what i mean that like if, times, if bogey was kind of my standard and then like throwing a couple pars and a birdie or two mm-hmm. maybe i get a double yeah you're i'd be happy chilling. with that but if like bogey was the baseline i'd be happy with that yeah that's that's, that's pretty much my goal yeah, it's kind of where I'm at now, but like I'm at the point where I've, I'm like, all right, dude, I'm looking at the scorecard and I know I just need to be better for like, take one step forward in my game and be better for two more holes. And I'm like, ideal breaking 90. And if I can get that consistently, then I'm, I'll be happy. Cause from there, yeah. it's like, I got a long ways until I start breaking like 80. You know what I mean? I'm, I just want to get under 90 consistently. I need to just consistently be a lot better than I was yesterday. Yeah. It's tough when you're uh, like smoking and drinking, though, dude. Because when we played last week, the guy that we were paired with, I think it's one of Jake's coworkers' friends, super cool dude. Like, grew up kind of like where I grew up. Got like through four holes, and he had his dad pen with him. He's like, "You want to hit this?" And I was like, "I do," but like, I kind of want to see how I'm playing. Like, I I know once I hit that, I'm just gonna like I get so like Jake said that when he smokes and he plays golf, he overthinks everything in his head. I'm the complete yeah, opposite, same. dude. Like, I have no thoughts about my swing at all, and I kind of just I don't actually care. do both. Yeah, I just don't have anything going on up there. I don't care. I'm just, like, stepping up to the ball, and I'm not thinking about, like, where I want to shoot it or anything. I'm just kind of swinging for it, and that's yeah. when my score starts to fucking hurt. Yeah, sometimes, like, it's it, – it, sometimes it does what I want, right? So, like, yesterday, like, first hole, Hominy was like, all right, we're all doing a fireball shooter before we tee off. I was like, all right. Um, so that's where this round's going. And, but I didn't smoke until like whole like seven. By then, my score was terrible already. Like at that point, right. I was like, dude, it's, yeah. it's, I can't get it back from here. I'm, uh, it's just not my day. I'm just going to enjoy myself a little bit. Right. Um, but sometimes like I overthink and I'm like, think, trying to remember to do everything and just like, you know, like stressing myself out more than just yeah. swinging. Yeah. And then sometimes like I don't think at all. And then I'm like, oh man, like, would have been nice if I, Cause like I have to, to tell myself or... to like, 
like, all right, like I need to have like a good backswing, like a good, like, you know, with my, have my arms good on my backswing. When I come through, I need to keep like my left shoulder, like over the ball or keep my head over the ball, keep like my left shoulder down. Cause like so many times I pull up out of it with my left shoulder and then I'm just like topping everything and it's barely going anywhere. Yeah. Um, and it's like, but I need to make sure that I follow through high. Cause when I don't follow through high, like that's when I'm chunking the ball and like come through with a straight club face. So I don't hook it or slice it. Golf's tough, man. It's so hard, bro. It is so fucking hard. The only thing I really think of, like, in my shot is where I'm aimed and, like, my club face. Like, I feel like my swing level and, like, keeping my head down is not my problem. It's it's my fucking club is always, like, either too open and I don't realize it and then I end up fucking shanking it or yeah. I'm realizing that it's open and closing it too much. But if I'm not, like, like, if I feel good over the ball and, like, my club face is fine, dude, I'm not... I'm not thinking about really anything else in my swing unless like other than just where I'm lined up and like aiming to shoot. So when I'm lined up, the unfortunate thing for me is that I'm when I, I realize this, when I'm most comfortable over the ball, my right foot is like a little bit forward. I'm like like hmm. leaning forward or like open. Forward? No, no, like, no, like my toes are just a little bit more forward than my yeah. front foot's toes. Like they're not in line. And that's like, and like, if I scoot it back and make them even, I'm like, wow, this feels so bad. Yeah. I mean that, and that's just coming down to like whatever feels comfortable for you, you know. Yeah, and I think I'd rather just be comfortable and adjust to my swing than try to like force try my swing to be something else. else at this point in my life. Because like I feel so uncomfortable, and that's what like like I try to like keep my weight on my front foot, and that's more so to like keep me from like loading up and trying to kill a ball. Like a lot yeah. of people say to keep your weight on your front foot. Um, oh, I do that for like like approach shots from like seventy five yards in. Like I'm super yeah. heavy on my front, and I kind of like tuck my sh- tuck my shoulder into my chin. I do that like too from straight. like my like all my wedge shots like around the green I'm like almost entirely on my left foot and like yeah. my feet are like next to each other basically I'm kind of like just leaning on my front foot and do a whoop whoop just yep. like a little a little putting stroke almost um but yeah even like my iron shots I like to have like 55% of my weight on my front foot and like really think about that like not loading up into the back when I go and like keeping my weight there through my backswing yeah. and then just kind of staying down on it yeah, that's. I was gonna say that's smart because it'll help you keep like your head down and everything else like down on the ball. Yeah, yeah. Instead of like going back into my back foot and then fucking bringing my whole body like all my right, energy right. through my body, yeah. I keep most of my energy on the front, and then it's just like catching up kind of instead of throwing all this energy at the ball. Yeah, because that's when you start to chunk it and. I have to tell yep. myself a lot, like, all right, I don't need to swing that hard. And I don't consciously yep. swing hard. I just have a hard Me swing neither. to begin with. Yeah, same. I, I, it's, that's what fucks me up is, like, mm-hmm. if if I'm, like, with a five iron from, like, 200 yards, I'm like, all right, I'll step up to my ball and be like, just let the club do the work. Like, don't try and swing out of your shoes. And that and usually helps like, me a lot. Yeah. Well, sometimes, yeah, if I'm being an asshole and I'm just, like, step up to it without thinking about that, I'm like, oh, I'm 200 yards out. I got to really put a swing on this one. But. If everything else is working, dude, and I just swing the club normally, then it's fine. Like, it's going to get there because yeah. I have a, a strong enough swing. Yeah. I feel like a big thing that I need to remember is, like, trying to be a little bit more pendulum-like and not, like, putting energy into it, right? It's, like, coming into my backswing, right, and then just kind of, like, letting my hands fall. Fall, And then yep. having my hips carry my hands, like, through and then really just trying to like focus on like my uh, follow through because I feel like that's in where I land on my follow through is important. But if I can just kind of like keep my arms stiff and like pendulum them through the ball and like let my hips kind of carry like momentum through it, 
and then my hands will come up. Maybe I need to start thinking about it more like a kettlebell swing because that's like all in your yeah. butt. Like it's not you. Like you don't use your back to like throw the the bell up. You're just kind of yeah. like you do like a hip thrust, like a standing hip thrust almost, and the momentum like carries the bell up. So maybe I need to think about it like that, and like just having the energy come through my hips instead of through like my back and my torso. Maybe that's why I'm terrible. I don't know, dude. Maybe I'm just, thinking dude, too much about it. Combine that with like combine that, like have that thought, and then just be like, all right, gotta have good pace, like. Not as like yeah, the tempo needs pace, to be clean. Like the tempo needs to be clean, right? Yeah. That Maybe I'll get out there tomorrow. Good swing. Yeah, there you go. Got me. Want Got me itching. Want to work on my swing. Waldo said I should get a net and a mat and just play outside. He's like, dude, just bring the baby outside and, and golf with him. Yeah, you could, dude, and then just get like a bucket of like a hundred balls. You know what I mean? It's not like you have to go chase him down or anything. Yeah, no, I don't even need a hundred because I have I have a net, so I'm not gonna need that. Yeah, many. but like hitting like ten and then having to pick them all up, like I'd rather just get like a fuck ton of them, and hit them all at once, and then pick them up one time. I have a bag, I think, from uh, where my buddies used to work at. I have a bag of range balls at my parents' house, I think, and it's probably like twenty five or thirty balls or something like that. So I'll probably just take that. That's probably good too. Just get like a mat yeah. to hit off of. Yep. And then they sell like mat and net combos for like 89 bucks. I think on Amazon was the one that I saw that I was looking at. I think that's how much it was. Damn. I could rock with that. Yeah. Sounds better than going to the range, like driving all the way to the range and paying 20 bucks and every time go out back and just hit some balls into it. Cause I don't care where they're landing. Like I'm never like watching my shot on a range. Like as long as it comes off clean and goes towards like the right distance I want and where I'm aimed, like, yeah, you know I kind of know off the club if it's good or not. Yeah. Sometimes, like, you know, if sometimes my face, when my club face hits the ball, it's not square. Like, yesterday we were playing, and we're on hole two, and I, I like, I like readjust my grip a lot when I, before, before I swing, and it's yeah. so bad, because I'll have my grip, and like, there was my second shot, had my grip, and I'm like, adjusting, like, readjusting, and then... Club face not moving. And then the one right before I went on my backswing, I saw the club face kind of like turn inside a little bit. So then, you know, the ball hit my, or my club hit the ball, turned inside, and I hooked it left. And I was like, Austin, give me another ball. So then Austin gave me another ball out of the cart, and I didn't readjust, and then it went straight. And I was like, I got to like be, make sure that like when I go into my backswing, my club face is like aimed where I want it, blah, blah, blah. But like it's tough because it's just like, all right. Like, okay, like, getting ready, kind of, like, you know, just yeah. getting the feel of the club, like, all right, all right, all right, now let's go. And then I'm like, fuck. I turned yeah. the club face a little bit. That's, for me, that's that, dude. It's just, like, going up there, and sometimes I – it's hard for me to back myself off, but sometimes I have to. Like, sometimes I'll come up on my backswing and be like, that doesn't this is feel bad. good. This yep. is bad. So then I'll have to, like – you got to have the strongest willpower to back yourself off of that instead of just follow and be like, and then let's see what happens. But I've been doing that more. And I found a lot of the times when I do that, it's because like, I just didn't feel comfortable. Like the way I was, my foot, my feet were or anything like that. It wasn't, it wasn't uh, like my club face or anything that had to do in my arms. It was the way I was standing over the ball. And that helped a lot. Yeah. But. And you're just like, oh, this like, and like, you're like, oh, I felt uncomfortable the entire time, but I decided yeah. I'm still going to swing and hit this ball and have a terrible shot that I didn't want to take. Right. Exactly. Um, and it's like if you could just take a second to like back off like take a step behind your ball 
Get another look. Ooh, Reese's Pumpkins. Reese's, a fat bag of Reese's Pumpkins, dude. Round of applause for that. Those are the best kind of Reese's, like the pumpkins and the the Christmas trees, the eggs. Yep. Like anything where it's like shaped. It's just the way that the chocolate, like, it's, it's, I don't know, it's different. It's the Reese's chocolate to peanut butter. And guess what? I'm going to have one right fucking now. I think that the regular Reese's cups are like not enough chocolate. Like well, it's all, all the, the chocolate bottom, on there is too thin. The bottom wrapper always peels off like the chocolate. Of the, oh, the true, Reese's, true. Which is annoying. These you just fucking slid it open and you're ready to go, dude. Yeah, no. Roll. Who who needs a, an extra little wrapper? These aren't cupcakes, dude. I'm for sure putting those in the freezer. Oh, money. Money. I actually have a mini fridge right here. I'm going to put them in. Yeah, sometimes the fridge is better because the freezer is sometimes a little too much. Right. You want to get into this pod doc? Yeah, let's do it. Um, we'll start with golf since that we were t- that's what we were talking about. Brian Harmon destroyed everybody. He won the Open by like six strokes. He only hit two bunkers the entire tournament, and one of them was on hole seventy-two. So on eighteen of the final day. That's crazy. And Could not be. That me. was the difference because everybody was in the bunkers, and the bunkers were really tough. Mm-hmm. Did you see? Uh... What's his name? That that young English guy. Uh, fuck. What's his name? Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick. Did you see him on that one part three where it was like all the fescue and the bunkers off to the left, and he was like dug into the side, like literally the side of the hill, came out, caught the top of it, and it rolled right back in, and then his shot after that went over the green and like down into the other side. And he ended Tough with scenes. like a double or whatever, but it basically ruined his whole round. Yeah. Yeah, there were a couple holes that were, like, really tough for some people. Yeah. There were I mean, a couple holes that, like, ate people up. You know, it's it's bad when it's, like, tough for the fucking best players in the world, too. Could you imagine, yeah. like, you and I going out there and trying yeah. to play that shit, dude? There were a few really good scores. Like, I think John Rahm put in, like, a 63. Did round, you know Scotty Scheffler uh, kept his streak alive? He made the cut. He did? Yeah. I but thought I think barely. his streak was like finishing like top fifteen or something. Oh like really? That. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, know if he let did, me see. But... Uh, the open finish. All right, let's look at this. Okay. Um, let's see, Scheffler. I'd be very surprised if he finished top 15, because he, he, like, barely he finished tied for 23rd. Damn close. But he was at even, and if he wanted to get to 15, he would have had to get to minus three. In the final round? By the end of the final round, yeah. I feel like that could have been doable. I mean, Hideki's like minus seven right now. I mean, totally different golf course, but I feel like the scores for the 3M um, Open right now are like super high. Scheffler shot a minus four in in round four. Yeah, because he was plus four at the cut. So he probably yeah. shot even in round three and then a minus four. Oh, so then you would have had a um, crazy day to break top 15 then. Yeah, he would have had to go minus seven. Yeah. 
Hey, still getting paid. I mean, top 23, you're still getting a good chunk of change. So Yeah, he went 70, 75, 72, 67. Wow. Par was 71. Oh, so he was actually... Minus one and plus four. So yeah, he was only plus three going into the to the cut. That seventy five is really what did him in. Yeah, because if that could have been like even a seventy three, he would have he would have shot a lot better. Yeah. Overall, um, what do you want to see the three M leaderboard? Yeah, I think it's it's either Hideki or some English guy or American guy leading right now with like minus seven or minus eight. Uh yeah, Lee Hodges is minus eight, and then Hideki, Brant Shattaker, Tyler Duncan, and Kevin Streelman are all tied for second at minus seven. Who do you, who do you have in this tournament? Hideki. For the, oh, for the dock or for the yeah, draft? For the draft, yeah. I put twenty five bucks on him to win because I had free bets. What were what were his odds at? Were they plus or minus? There was like Probably plus sixteen hundred. Yeah, I was gonna say that's a dumb question, but. Um, let's see who I have Cam Young. He was the favorite at plus fourteen hundred. Where did he finish? I don't even see him on here. Maybe he had a bad sure, day. I'm pretty sure I saw him like top fifteen at one point because I had it on like all day while I was working. Cam Young is tied for eighty third. He's even. Oh wow. Yeah, but it's crazy how like high scoring this is compared to last week. There, some people still don't even finish today. Yeah, I think they're finishing up at seven thirty ish. They should be finishing up soon. It's out in Minnesota. Twin so City. He might not even TBC, make the Twin cut, City right? It's like well, top the cut's fifty not and ties. Tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, but top fifty and ties is probably who makes the cut. Yeah, he's still in. I'm sure the cut line will be probably like minus one or two, if I had to guess. Sung J M right now is tied for 65. He's at minus one. I put also 25 bucks on Sung J M to be top 10. So he's got a place to go to get there. Yeah, a lot of golf to be played tomorrow. It's going to be a fun yeah. round to watch, that's for sure. Yeah, I'll watch it. Lex's dad was here today. He was like, dude, I don't know how you could watch golf, man. He's like, I I can't take it. He's like, it is. He's like, I'd rather have the TV off and watch nothing than watch golf. Why? And I, he just hates it. He's like, dude, I just, I don't enjoy golf. Like, it is so boring. Blah, Does blah, he play golf? No, he's never golf. Well, that's why. Exactly. And I was, I was like, dude, I get it. Like, I was, because I didn't like golf when I was younger. Right. Like, my grandfather always watched golf. I couldn't give two shits about it. I thought it was so boring, too. Um, And then I started playing, and then I started to appreciate it, and now I watch it. There's no, like, like, I've never played basketball competitively in my life, but, like, I can sit there and enjoy a basketball game. Golf's not that way. You can't. Nope. Same with soccer. Like, if you don't, mm-hmm. if you haven't played soccer and you don't appreciate the sport and the art of the sport, then you're not going to be able to watch it. Right. But I feel like even soccer is still more so than golf. Like, it's still easier to watch as, like, somebody who's yeah, never played. as, like, as somebody mean? who doesn't I agree. Or, like, a neutral neutral fan. Golf is just, yeah, yeah. Like, golf is like NASCAR, dude. If you don't get yep. it, you don't get it. Yep, and tennis. Yep, yeah, yep. Tennis is the same way. I don't give a fuck about tennis. I watch tennis. I watched a little bit of that Djokovic uh, match, the final, I, Wimbledon final. 
Couldn't. Nope. Not me, dude. Couldn't do it. Um. You want to get into of soccer? Yeah, I was gonna say Messi's uh, debut for Inter Miami. Not electric. Bad. Absolutely He's, electric. So he scores the game winner in the 93rd minute on a free kick in his first appearance. Comes on as a sub. And then in his second appearance, he scored two and assisted on one. Um, they beat, I think, some. they beat somebody, some Mexican league team, Liga MX team, um, in the first game. And then they beat Atlanta United 4 nothing in his second game. And so it took him 44 minutes to score three goals, that's his quickest of any of his clubs. Dude, he, in a I Miami, mean, PSG, he's and Barca, absolutely fucking tear up the MLS. There's no question. too easy. It's too it's easy, too dude. Easy, dude, it's like they were showing LeBron clips in the and WNBA. like, yeah, or the G League, right? Um, they were showing clips and they were giving Messi like ten yards of space, like maybe like thirty yards out, and it's like, bro. <laughs> Not what you want to do, bud. He I just he, he, all he did he just dribble, 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 took all that space, played somebody out to the left, kind of like had like a little bit of like a lingering run, kind of between like the six and the PK spot. Dude played like a ball, kind of like like across, a but back. Open that, just fucking tap it in. It's yeah. messy, dude. It's and messy, I mean, bro. They also signed Iniesta, Busquets, and Danny Alves. And um, I was talking to Alexis' dad about As it today, players? and I was like, yeah. What? Yeah. Andres Iniesta is still playing soccer. Yeah, he was playing in the China League. He was like a manager coach. What in the fuck? Yeah, bro. Let me see. Iniesta to enter Miami. How old is he, bro? I thought he was like much older than Messi. Messi's not young by any means. He's like, what, 34, 35? Yeah, four days ago, Iniesta agrees to turn with enter Miami. Wow. Um... Yeah, and they signed Busquets before that, and they signed Alves before that. And I, so I was telling Lex's dad, I was like, they're dude, literally I just don't... taking 2012 Barca. Like, <laughs> I was like, dude, they're not athletic, but they're so good technically, and they have the chemistry that like they can kind of like play around other like MLS teams, and then they have enough, you know, other MLS players that were already on the roster to like you know be the pacey guys, be the physical guys. You know what right, I mean? Right. Um, Fuck so him. it'll be Sign Ronaldinho at this point. <laughs> that is, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, they're kind of like in a hole for this season already. So I don't know how they're going to be in the MLS this year, but like, I mean, maybe they'll win the league cup and then go into next year with a bunch of momentum, make some good, like some more good signings in the off season. Yeah. I mean, how long is Messi's contract? Uh, I don't know. Because I feel like I, I, as long as he's there, you know, they're going to be in contention. Let me see. Messi's salary. This this page just like, keeps reloading. That's good. Um, you know when, like, they have, like, videos in the middle of, like, articles... Yeah, it's the worst. Two and a half year contract, bringing him to the end of 2025 with an option to extend for another year. So he's got the rest of this season and then two full seasons. And then maybe an extension. And then for maybe the an third. extension. That's going to be fun, dude. The MLS is going to be booming. Yeah. 
Have you seen all the money that the Saudi league is throwing at Mbappe? PSG and Mbappe to try to get him to come over. Yeah, did you see he like rejected like a meeting with them about it? Really? Yeah. He's like, nah, I don't want to. I mean, I kind of get it because you're in your prime and you don't want to waste your prime years at like. In a Saudi league that doesn't even league have that a chance matter, to make it to really. the UEFA like Champions right. League. But at the same time, dude, like 700 mil for one year. Like, that'd be hard to say no to, dude. No, I don't care who yep. you are. Yep. Um, It's crazy, dude. Just the Saudi League. I, that's the thing, like, it kind of bums me out is, like, seeing how hype, like, Messi is in the MLS right now. Like, could you imagine if Ronaldo came over, too, and, like, they oh, had that rivalry goodness. again, dude? Yeah. Like, yeah. That would have been awesome to watch. But, you know, I get it. Chase your bag. Yeah. They should have teamed up and been like, yo, let's go to MLS as a package deal. Like, we'll each go to two different teams. Right, because um, I feel like at that know, point, I'll go to they don't Miami, need the money. You go to, like, one of those LA teams, and you'll be in the Western Conference. We'll meet each other in the finals every year. It'll be yeah, huge. Like, been we'll be the electric, biggest fucking bro. things in the world. That would have been awesome. Or even just, yeah. like, like you said, teamed up, like, on the same team. Like, could you imagine? Oh my like, god, that would be so dominant. <laughs> could you imagine? The MLS probably wouldn't allow that. You don't think so? Even if it wasn't like on a big money deal, like if they had the, if the club had the money to sign both of them, you don't think they would allow that? That'd be they would. They wouldn't have the money to sign them. Yeah, but I'm saying like if Messi Inter Miami like... didn't even have the money to sign Messi. Yeah, that's true. They had to give him like, like that... a stake in their fucking team. <laughs> to they, get over I mean, here. the only reason that deal went through, so he's making so much money, but every team in the league agreed to his contract, and every team in the league is paying Messi's salary. Yeah. So, like, you think the that's entire league? Fucking crazy. You, you think the entire league is going to be like, yeah, let's bring Messi and Ronaldo over, and then put them on the same team so they yeah, can just shit right. on everybody else. <laughs> you're right. But they definitely would have agreed to, okay, you know, we'll bring two superstars to the league, and it'll be just good for the league and good for the league's revenue overall, and like good for their revenue as a result. Do you think Messi just got to like pick the team he wanted to go to? Well, I mean, they like they recruited you... him, and yeah, like, but do you Beckham think they recruited were... him? Oh yeah. No, I, no. I think I think Beckham was like Messi. I want you to come to my team, and then he was like, "I'll work out the logistics of, you know, how we're going to get you paid and everything like that. I'll work out the logistics of that stuff, and I want you to come play for my team." Yeah, because I'm just like imagining the meeting where like every executive in the MLS is like, "All right, Messi's coming over. Like, we're all going to pay his salary. Like, who wants him? <laughs> like, how did yeah, that talk no, go?" But yeah, that no, makes Beckham. Sense with Beckham. Beckham was probably like, all right, like, let's get everybody in a room. Like, I'm going to, we need, I need to propose this in a way that, like, m- makes it so that, okay, you guys are going to pay into this, but look at the value you're going to get back. Just at, like, raising the value of the league overall. Yeah. Did you see uh, what Wayne Rooney had to say about, like, Messi's move to the MLS? You see his comments? I did, but you should refresh my memory because I don't he, remember them. He was basically like, this isn't word for word, but he was basically like, he's, they're going to surprise him over there. Like, it's it's definitely a challenge. And then he goes out and puts up, like, unreal numbers his first few Shit's games. It's all like, over Atlanta. Yeah. It's like, dude, it was a challenge for you because you're old-ass fucking Wayne Rooney. You're old, like, washed, alcoholic Wayne Rooney. <laughs> yeah, you're not the fucking greatest He still had one of the of most time. amazing plays, though. Yeah, when he, dude. He, like, Chased tracked that back, made that slide tackle by, like, half, and then sent a ball in for the game-winning assist. From, like, half field. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, he was good. I saw, I saw Wayne Rooney, Rooney but DC it's like, United. realize, realize you're on different levels than this man. Yeah. Put yeah. Some respect on his name. I can't wait for tickets to drop next year. First thing I'm doing is buying tickets to Union hosts Inter Miami. Yeah, that's going to be fucking awesome. Yeah, they might not host them actually because they hosted them this year. I don't know how MLS Whatever, schedule make a trip works. Out of it. To Miami. Welcome to Miami. They actually Get might JT play a little Miami Messi jersey. Now he's going to be a Union fan. Well, yeah, I mean, you can be a Union fan and still have a Messi jersey. I think he's going to be a Mets fan. Why? Um, because like I, I think he's gonna go to a, like games with Lex's dad and stuff like that, and like I think he's just gonna become a Mets fan. Yeah, but you're gonna take him to like Phillies games. That's true. That's true. You should take him to a Phillies Mets game and like let him decide. I think we'll take him to a bunch of Phillies Mets games. Yeah, and like I think we'll also bring him to like Phillies games and then. Like, we'll also bring him to, like, just Mets games. I'll bring him to Yankees games. Yeah. And then when I bring him to a Yankees game, he's going to be like, oh. So this is where it's at. You got chicken buckets here. <laughs> and he's going to be like, I didn't want to go back to South Philly. <laughs> I'm going to wait until fucking Brian Cashman gets fired to bring JT to a Yankees game. Like, you don't need to see this trash. I'll show you what a real Yankees game's like. Oh yeah, maybe it'll be a while. Uh yeah, it, fuck, dude. At this at this rate, it might. He'll be. probably dude. never make it to Yankee Stadium. It'll be in a different <laughs> new stadium. Oh, uh, he'll. What Yankee Stadium just opened like 2009? That's what I'm saying. It's gonna be a while. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be a while. I might not even be around by then. <laughs> <laughs> um, did the you next see? One, it'll be the house that Cashman built. God, uh, no, dude, that's where I draw the fucking line, right? <laughs> You've taken it too far. <laughs> You've taken it too far. Don't disrespect Don't disrespect the Yankees like that. Um, We'll get into some baseball. One more soccer thing. I'm just going to throw it out there. Okay. Tottenham, I saw, willing to pay 400000 a week to try to keep Harry Kane. Why? Because they want to well, keep Harry Kane. Why do they know. want him that bad? They just though? lifted their first trophy, bro. They're getting some momentum. <laughs> Chill, chill, chill. And Inter Miami do play in Fort Lauderdale, and Lex and I love Fort Lauderdale, so maybe, uh, maybe we'll go to a game next year. Fort Lauderdale's low key super dope. I've only been once, but I very much enjoyed it. Yeah. Um. Oh, they play like right next to the airport. Lex and I like to go to Pompano Beach. It's like north of Fort Lauderdale. But it's just like quieter, and then you you can get to Fort Lauderdale in like ten or fifteen minutes. So like, yeah. if you want to go out and party and stuff, and like go to the bars, you can. But if you just want to chill and be low key, like you can do that too. Maybe that's where fucking Maggie and I have been thinking about like where we want to buy a house. And I was looking on Zillow last week just at like prices of everything and all this bullshit. I'm like, I don't know where the fuck I want to buy a house, dude, because I don't want to pay like out the ass for a house that is not worth going to be worth that in fucking 10 years from now. But like, I don't know what state I want to live in. I don't know where things are like reasonably priced, but I never really considered Florida. Well, Florida is like crazy, but at the same time, like I feel like they have, um, Oh, that no state tax. So like, from yeah, that point, it's like good. The Fort, the Fort Lauderdale area might be a nice, I mean, I'm I'm literally speaking out of the one fucking time I've been there, but 
Yo, how do I find recently watched in uh, YouTube? Uh, I think you have to go to. Your oh, here profile. they are. Here they are. I I found them. Um, so I was actually thinking about this. They have um, what do they call them? Prefab prefab houses they're like houses that are just like basically like modular homes like modern modular homes there's this one called boxable and the og boxable is like small it's like 20 by 18 feet it's like a studio kind of like living room like full kitchen full bath washing dryer machine bed like all that but it's it's just like one big space right right 50 grand and it just unfolds they bring it on like on like a trailer and it it's it just like unfolds like the oh, one the side fuck? wall falls down the other ones are like accordion style and they like fold out. or no, no no they're like windows like they fold out this way and then the roof is like an accordion and over the top but they also have a two bedroom one that's a hundred thousand dollars and then a two-story one that could be either two or three bedrooms that's a hundred and fifty thousand so, I'm, so then I started looking into it. I'm like, maybe that's the way to go. Get a piece of land and get a like one of those prefab homes that can be put up like with, with all the nuts and bolts already in it. Like instead of like actually building like a full house. Yeah. Or even that. as like as like a second home. Yeah. Or as like a Airbnb like or rent it out. Yes. It would be great as an Airbnb. But like I would really love to have a mountain house like somewhere that I could just like get away to that's like in the woods. Because the woods are so healthy for you. I was talking to Lex about this. Like, there's so many health benefits. Like, I remember there's like a like anecdotal. There's a story of this guy who like found out he had cancer, and he just like went and spent like a week in the woods, and it pretty much his cancer pretty much went away. And it's like just like spending like time in the woods is like so good for your health. It's probably the cleanest air. It probably is the cleanest the air. But just I, I think it's just trees. like all the everything that's like in nature. It's just good energy and it's good for your body good energy good nutrients it, it makes sense to me yeah but dude like you said that would be perfect for like a mountain house where you could just go out to like a few times a year yeah it's not like you need a huge house for that anyway. no just go That's... dude bring like a suitcase and my snowboard or you, you know maybe one. maybe it's, i'm not snowboarding right maybe because maybe i'm going in the summer Let's go in. Let's go in halves on one, and then we can just use it as like our vacation. That would be dope. House trip. I want to have something in the Appalachians, like maybe like Tennessee Smoky Mountains kind of deal, or something like that. But they don't really get snow like that. You know what I right. mean? So I don't know. But I'm gonna have to look for a spot. But then let's I might try to like, like Utah put a house or something. There. See, that would be pretty dope. Yeah. Too. Like right outside. Uh... Oh, what's that one? What's that big city where they have like the Park City? Olymp- Park City, yeah, yeah, that would be dope. That would be cool. Um, is there anything else soccer? We- oh, the Women's World Cup. Have you watched any of it? No, but I put money on the women's U.S. team a parlay for them to win and under three and a half goals, and they drew one one. So they're pretty much beat. <laughs> Dude, you know Street. what Journey Journey texted me last night. The most random text of all time, and he goes, "Do you think Kenny is faster than Alex Morgan?" And I was like, <laughs> "I was like, I don't know, maybe, but probably not." And he just goes, "Waldo thinks he is," and I was like, "Well, Alex Morgan's not like. I mean, she's kind of old, but she's also like a world class athlete. And Kenny's just coming off of like an Achilles rupture, like not too long ago, and a so, broken ankle, and a broken ankle. 
So I think Alex Morgan might have him beat in that, but like that's a pretty bold take on Waldo's part. <laughs> I think no. Currently I, I think no. Currently no, but I think But like, at my peak at your peak m- would be close. Maybe. I think yeah. I, I think I have a good a good chance. Yeah. Like I ran track, dude. If we if we just, you know, hundred meter dash, even if it was on a soccer field, like just like, you know, laced up like touchline to touchline. I think it'd be close. It'd be close. Yeah, that's what. I, that's exactly what I said. And I was like, right now, Waldo, that's a bold take. <laughs> that is a bold take. She's playing in a World Cup, dude. <laughs> yeah, and I'm getting high in, in what I have today. <laughs> Chick-fil-A in Philly Pretzel Factory. I had Chick-fil-A, too. It was delicious. What'd you get? Uh, spicy chicken sandwich, no pickle, large fry, and a soda. I went spicy chicken deluxe, extra pickle. Got to put ranch on it. Medium fry, um, Sunjoy, like the half sweet tea, half lemonade. Yeah, yeah, that stuff's good. Yeah, my, that's uh, my go-to drink there. My move, so I don't get the, this is the only reason I don't get the Supreme or whatever it's called. The deluxe. The deluxe sandwich is because I get just pepper jack cheese with no pickle. I fuck with pickles, but I I never liked the combo of pickles with like spicy chicken. I know it's like a thing, but I've just never fucked with it. But I'll take the bottom of my um, bun out, put like two or three French fries on my chicken, pour some Chick-fil-A mm. sauce on top of it, put my bun back on. And that's my sandwich is chicken fry and Chick-fil-A sauce sandwich. I do. If I do spicy chicken, I like the ranch. These are my orders at Chick-fil-A, either spicy chicken with the ranch, or I'll do a grilled chicken if I'm trying to be healthy, but I don't really, I don't eat it enough anymore to do the grilled chicken. Right. Like when I was at Stockton, it was a meal swipe. So I got Chick-fil-A every single day. So I got grilled chicken and a fruit salad. Cause I was like, if I'm yeah. going to eat it every single day, let me do it Might the healthiest well be healthy. way. Right. Um, I still put pepper jack on it and the bun is still no good for you, even though it's whole wheat. Um, so I pretty much, I either do spicy chicken with ranch and pepper jack, or I'll do nuggets, with Chick-fil-A sauce. The nuggets do slap. I'm just like, it takes a lot for me to get. I got the nuggets a lot in college because I was having Chick-fil-A so much more often because it, it wasn't yeah. a meal swipe at Coastal, but it was like part of like the dining thing. So I would have to switch it up every now and then. But now it's like, I don't eat it. I eat it. I get it like maybe once a week. I usually save it for Fridays as like my little Friday treat, like Chick-fil-A Friday yeah. treat. But today I was just like super busy at work and I didn't have time to like sit down and make an actual meal and do all this, take the dogs out. So I was just like, all right, I'm going to take the dogs out and I'll just order Chick-fil-A. But that's my go-to, like the sandwiches pretty much every time. Yeah. I, uh, I want to get the Popeye's cause they are doing, they do mm. like this blackened chicken and now they have blackened chicken and blackened chicken nuggets where like, it's not fried, but it's supposed to be really good. Um, so I'm like, we don't want to check that out. In Wilmington. It's fucking Dude, beef. but it's like, it's like so expensive to eat out fast food nowadays. Like you get like a, one combo meal and you're spending over 10 bucks. And I'm like, yeah, dude, it's like 15 what? bucks, dude. Like, how is this not seven or eight dollars? And even Remember that's a dollar lot. menu at McDonald's, dude. You could go yeah, to the McDonald's and get like a like more than a full meal for like six dollars, dude. Yep. Or the Wendy's that had a bang and value meal. The fo fo fo. They even before they had that, they had a bang and value meal. We used to always go out to Wendy's and I'd, I'd order from there. Yeah, it's no more, dude. Inflation has fucked uh, fast food yep. prices. Yep. All right. Uh, I want to talk about the Major League Baseball. Yeah, I guess I do. I what guess I talk do. About? The Phils uh, uh, beat the Orioles two games to one. Good. Are they playing again tonight or no? Uh, let me see. No, they play. What's tonight? The twenty seventh. The Phils are off tonight. Yes, yeah, so or the Yanks. They uh, 
Yeah, they just beat the Orioles two games to one, and then they have a series in Pittsburgh coming up. The Phils are looking good, dude. Um, dude, the NL's pretty tight. Yeah, did you see the NL wildcard race? Yeah, I was. we were looking at it today with, with Lex's dad because we were talking about the Mets and shit like that. But, yeah, so in the NL, it's – so Milwaukee and Cincinnati are the top of the NL Central, but they're like a half game of each other or maybe a mm-hmm. game and a half. And then the wild card teams are San Francisco plus zero and a half games in the first wild card spot – and then Philly and Cincy are tied for the second and third spot. And then Arizona's a, ge- a half game out, and Miami's a half game out. So that's five teams within one game of within each other in the wild game. card. Dude, and there's still, like, a good amount of ball to be played, like, yeah. over a month and a yeah. half. Um, and then after that, the Cubs are four and a half out. The Padres are six and a half. The Mets are seven and a half. Um, the AL wild card's pretty similar, if I had to guess. I think the Yanks are like four and a half games out of it, though. So in the AL, it's uh, Baltimore, Texas, and Minnesota are the division leaders. And then it's Tampa Bay plus four games in the first spot. Houston plus one in the second spot. Toronto has the third spot. And then Boston is one and a half back. Yankees two and a half back. Angels three back. Seattle four and a half. Cleveland five and a half. Wow. So it's not I, it's not as tight, but like I mean, you still kind of have the same, like you have you know a good number of teams that still could make it. Yeah, that still I mean, be like fighting for a spot. The, I mean, uh, the, the Angels think they're fighting for a playoff spot. They I said know, they're not going to be trading Otani. He actually that, just threw a complete game, one hit, no earned. I saw complete that complete game shutout. Stupid dude. And then he the hit Angels his thirty seventh so, home run. I think they had a doubleheader today. The Angels are so dumb, dude. They're so dumb. Yeah. Like, they think squeaking into the playoffs, maybe if they do that, is going to, like, they're going to keep Otani. Like, dude, you got to get the value for the greatest player of all time. Like, you know he's not going to yeah. stay on your team. Like, yep. you got to get the most value for that. Like, you're setting yourself up for so much failure in the future, dude. It's unreal. Dude, so I clicked on the Angels. Like, on I was on MLB, like, on their standings thing. Clicked on the Angels, went to their page. This is the top headline. There's no one like o- Otani. Shohei Otani took his game to a new level, throwing a one-hitter in Game 1, then hitting two home runs in Game 2. Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's insane. He might He's going to probably break Judge's record. I mean, he hit 37 and 38 today, I think. I mean, dude, he hit 15 home runs in one month last month, like, and he's only, what, like 24, 25 home runs away from 62? Yeah. Yeah, Otani went two for three today with two runs scored and three RBIs in game two. Wow. I want him to be a Yankee so fucking bad. In game one, he was 0 for 5 with two strikeouts. But he threw, but he threw nine innings, only gave up one hit <laughs> yeah. and zero earned runs. Three walks, eight strikeouts. They won That's... 6 nothing, and they won 11-4, I think. Something like oh, that. Oh man, there's it's just dude, it's gotta suck to be an Angels fan right now. Yeah, like knowing your impending doom of not having Otani anymore, and then Mike Trout is just left with a bunch of fucking scrubs. Yep, 
back to square one, dude. That's what I'm saying. You got to get some value for him now because he's gonna leave. You're gonna get nothing. You're gonna have like no prospects or anything. Like right. And I, I get that it's only gonna be like a two month rental, but still, dude, somebody's gonna like, give up a bunch. If somebody empties their farm system for him, you you almost gotta think they're gonna throw the bag at him in free agency. They're not just gonna empty their farm system for two months if they're like a fringe right, playoff right. team. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's crazy. The Yanks play the Orioles starting tomorrow, and Judge is supposed to be coming back tomorrow, which is super exciting. Hasn't played since like June second. Mm. Um, Judge Poppy. But dude, it's it's wild. Like the Yankees season is series by series right now. Like this is borderline like borderline sellers at the deadline. Yeah, I mean four or two and a half out of the wild card is like. Yeah, you could get there and make a run. And, like, with Judge coming back, like, that's kind of what you hope. But you also could hit a a tough streak. And if we hit a tough streak now after the tough streak we've had, like, we haven't hit rock bottom yet. If you guys hit, like, a three or four game losing streak, which, like, isn't out of, like, the realm of possibilities, and then you're sitting, like, seven and a half. Seven and a half out of a wild card. Yeah, so you got to sell at that point, dude. I mean, yeah. Oh, uh, it's just wild to think like after the postseason last year, we got swept by Houston, and like the whole vibe and main focus of the Yankees were like, "All right, we're gonna add to get better," and like we're so close to a World Series, and then just have like this be the result. Like, you run out fucking Josh Donaldson until the end of July, basically. Fucking took you two and a half years over the time to DFA Hicks. Had never signed an outfielder, which is one of our biggest holes, like, all year. The one signing you make outside of Judge, like, didn't pitch once until the All-Star break, which I'll give him credit. He looked great the other night or last night against the Mets. But it's like he didn't have a spring training or anything, so he's not going to really get going mm-hmm. until mid-August. It's like, dude, like just worst-case scenario after worst-case scenario, and it all comes back to like just the construction of the team. Like Hal Steinbrenner is not the problem because he gives Cashman all the money in the world he needs to spend, and he just spends it in the most absurd fucking way, dude. There is no reason for us to be uh, paying Josh Donaldson $25 million a year for the past two years. Like, why, dude? Like, there's just no yeah. reason for that. Yeah. Like, yeah, he was an MVP ten, once 10 years ago, but, like, you paying him that much money and just, like, expecting him to randomly get back to that form after 10 years of not being the same player is absolutely absurd. Silly. Silly, dude. It's just so um, frustrating. Rob Thompson sat down Trey Turner. He was about, like, 225 after the All-Star break, sat him down, and Mundo Sosa played shortstop yesterday. Hit the go-ahead home run in the eighth. That's a fucking manager right there, dude. Aaron That's Boone a manager, would never dude. Never do that shit. He would That's never do that. Be like, hey, listen, I know you're making a fucking shit ton of money. shit ton of money, and you're our marquee signing and like but one of our two biggest superstars. Dude. I'm not gonna just run you out there because you're making the money. Like we're, we're trying to win a ball game here, and like that's just something Aaron Boone refuses to do, bro. It's so Bryce Harper's about to get his first Gold Glove at first too. How long has he been playing first base? A week. <laughs> Hey, my man. He's, a, he's you know been I mean? making the highlight reel, bro. Catching foul balls in the dugout over the railing, like laying out, making like snagging line drives at first. Like, 
First base, low-key, one of the most fun positions in baseball to play, dude. That's where I started, like, even before I was a pitcher, like, in Little League, I mm-hmm. played first base, and it was so fun. Cause it's well, also yeah, because you're a of, lefty. Like, one, yeah, I was going to say, it's one of the positions a lefty can play, but, dude, no better feeling than, like, having a hot shot hit to, like, short, and then you just dig out a fucking, like, a low throw, and it's yep. just, it's, like, such a good feeling. I'm it's not good at picking spot. shit at all, so I was always bad at first. That's why I played yeah. short. It takes a lot of hand-eye coordination to do that. It's pre- it's not easy. I'd say that's one of the hardest things to do in baseball outside of, like, hitting. Yeah. Like, pick, pick and, like, not even just a throw. Like, even if you get, like, a like a short hop at, like, shortstop or second base or even in the outfield. Like, that's, like, like knowing where the ball is going to bounce and how fast it's going to bounce and just, like, having the hand-eye coordination to yeah. not only catch the ball but have, like, a quick transfer. Super fucking hard. Especially in the outfield when you're in Little League because the outfields aren't, like, good grass. Yeah, dude. Oh my god. Not even, get a crazy our, bounce. our high school outfield was a soccer field, so you could imagine how many fucking hops we got out there, dude. Like you couldn't run in on a ball pretty much at all because like if you yeah. came in charging and you put your glove down to come up throwing and that shit hopped over you, forget Which about was, it. Which like dude. very so, likely or like hopping yeah, like to the left or the likely. right. Like my man's getting a triple. <laughs> you got like a ten or fifteen percent chance of like picking it clean. Yes. Yeah. I'm just I'm just gonna sit there, dude, and fucking get my fucking chest down and hope for the best. Yeah, yeah, might, just might, keep it in, come keep up it in front of you and hold missing, them at a but... double. <laughs> yeah, or even uh, a single. Yeah, that yeah, um, first base was fun, but in the Bryce NFL, Bobby. Eagles. I haven't heard anything, and no news is good news. Yeah, um, I did see that uh, this one website put out a report of. The smartest fan bases in the NFL, they looked at, like, every fan bases, every team's entire social media following, and then, like, research, like, those people's, like, education level, either no education, primary, lower secondary, upper secondary, post-secondary. So, like, I guess none is, like, didn't graduate high school. Primary is, like, just finished high school. Lower secondary with, like, a two-year degree. Upper secondary would be a four-year degree, and post-secondary would be, like, after that, I guess. Um, Buffalo Bills number one on the list. Really, the birds. Yeah, the birds were eighteen, and guess who was last? The Cowboys. No, the Cowboys. I think were actually pretty high. Yeah, the Cowboys are six. That's probably just because they have the most fans, though. They have so many fans. They're so they have like such a high number of like like the Lakers and the Yankees, dude. Yeah, they've like such a high number of like people that have graduated that it's like okay now that guy just kind of like pulls your Excuse mean it. that way. Yeah, yeah. Um, last is it like is it gonna surprise me or is it, it's like I don't know. Uh, Giants. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and Washington was nineteen, right behind the birds. Wow. That's such an interesting study. I would have never thought like to do something like that or like people to you could do something so, like that. So yeah, so I mean that those are that's like the important NFL news, but um Saquon signed his franchise tag and he added nine hundred K in incentives to bring the total value to eleven million, which is still ridiculous, dude. I saw somebody was like if Saquon was trying to help out the running back market, like he wouldn't have taken this deal. Like it kinda hurts everybody, puts everybody in a worse position, blah, blah, blah. And I quote tweeted it and I was like, that's his job isn't to fix the running back market. His job is to make as much money as he can in his short NFL career because it's gonna be short to like for his family and for his future and like maybe even his grandkids, like, you know, if, if the money can make it that long. Like 
Yeah, it and should be on the is, league to fix the market. And playing this year is going to be the, the way he makes the most money. Like, sitting out isn't going to bring him it's more money prime, dude, right? over the, like, entirety of his career. Um, and, yeah, dude, it, it's terrible. Let's look at some other contracts that have been signed recently. Cole I saw Komet, the, yeah, that's what, I saw your tweet about Cole Komet, dude. Cole Komet signed, signs a four-year, $50 million contract, which comes out to 12 and a half annually. It's not all guaranteed, but it comes out to 12 and a half annually. Cole Komet's telling me that more he's, money than Saquon Barkley. Um, he's more valuable than Saquon Barkley. In what yeah, world no. is he more valuable than Saquon Barkley? He's not, I can't think of just, a single one. It's only because the tight ends have a longer career span. And then it's like, dude, just, okay, so then just like, don't pay him, dude. You're telling me you can't find an, another Cole guy Komet that can do what end. Cole Komet can do for cheap? Right. Yeah, like, it's kind of a dumb signing, dude. Right. But like that is, everything is so inflated except for the running back position. I said this last week. I'll say it again. It's the only position that has gone down and the franchise tag has gone down in value since it was implemented. Like, Yeah, that's pretty wild. Cause, I um, mean... It's one of the most important fucking positions on the field, but they're just so, like, not replaceable, but, like, every four years, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like you're going to sign a guy and have him be your running back for the next ten years like you do, like, a quarterback. or Yeah, yeah. I mean, even wide receivers get six, five, six-year deals. Yeah. Trayvon Diggs, Cowboys cornerback, signed a five-year, $97 million extension. That's 19.4 a year. Um... And Justin Herbert signs a five-year, $262.6 million contract extension, making him the highest paid all-time on average. What's that come so, out to? Like 30? More than 50, 52, and some change. That's crazy. What is, what's Mahomes making? Like just under that? Mahomes is making 40. I think he signed like a 10-year, $400 million. Oh, right. That's um, crazy. Yeah. I mean, and Joe Burrow's next, so he'll probably make more than that. Yeah, um, Aaron he'll probably Rogers sign just like took a pay cut. Did you see that? Pay cut, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think Joe Burrow probably going to sign like five years, two sixty-five, like just a little bit more. Just to say, fuck you, I'm the man. <laughs> just because that's how it works, dude. Right? Like everybody gets the next yeah, biggest contract. Like, well, look at Justin Herbert. You're telling me I'm not worth Justin Herbert money? Probably not, dude. Justin Herbert through your his first two seasons is like. The best ever, almost. It, it's wild because it just doesn't feel that way because of how it bad doesn't. the Chargers but are like, everywhere If else. you look at like quarterbacks through their first two years, Justin Herbert's like number one in yards, number one in touchdowns, which, okay, those are like the two most important things. He's like one or two in like all of the important like passing categories. I think he's second in passing touchdowns, but first in total touchdowns, like passing and rushing. Damn, dude. Imagine if he had, like, a good team. I mean, he does have a good team. Just Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler. I'm not sold on the Chargers, dude, and I feel like I haven't really ever been, like... Because they're always hurt. Yeah, that too. They have a good defense, too. Like, they have good players on defense. They're just always so hurt, especially their secondary. they always find a way to choke. Like, they're like... I feel like they're like the Mets of the fucking NFL. Yeah. They're, like, good on paper and like can be good but just like don't matter in the clutch like when it's you know fourth quarter like late fourth quarter and you need to put a drive together yeah and then they end up being like a 500 team right but they're always going to be in the mix yeah 
I mean, they were bad for a while after LT. Yeah, the last few years of Philip Rivers being there, they were pretty bad. Yep. But, I mean, they've been pretty good. At least relevant, you know, we can talk about them, have a conversation. Yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. I want to look at what Jalen Hurts signed for. He was like five years, 260. Let me see. Let me go to Spotrack because they got the best shit. Jalen Hurts. Oh, there's an N in his name too, huh? Jail Hurts. Jalen Hurts. <laughs> Let's see. Five years, 255. That's our boy. I'm so excited for fucking football season, dude, and just the Eagles yep. season to kick off in general. Yep. Um, Alvin Kamara had his charges dropped. Uh, they settled. He, like, gave them some money, and, and they dropped the case. Um, I think he had to pay, like, 100000 plus all of his medical expenses or something like that to the victim. And that doesn't even – I mean, he could still get disciplined by the NFL, right? Yeah. Yep. NFL yet to determine a suspension for him anywhere from like zero to four games probably. But I mean, good for him because everyone thought he was going to get charged for something and then get like a four to six game suspension. Yeah. That would have sucked. Javonta Williams cleared for contact, which is huge, dude. Super fast recovery, dude. Yeah. He's been a steal for whoever's been getting him in best ball, a steal because Mm -hmm. his value is about to go up because I was expecting that he was going to miss a few weeks. And I like Samaj P. Ryan, like a ninth round Samaj P. Ryan, like in redraft. Give me that. Take that all day. Not no mo. And like, cause I was thinking you get Samaj only in a Sean Taylor offense, like with a bad Russell Wilson yeah. for the first four weeks or more, maybe. Take that but, in best ball all day of the week. Exactly. And now, I mean, Javonta's been like a fifth, sixth rounder. So that's a yeah. steal. Um,. Josh Jacobs has not reported to Raiders minicamp or training camp. And Zach Martin, Cowboys all-pro guard, also holding out. He wants a big contract. Yeah, isn't he, like, grossly underpaid for being I think he makes, like, $13 million and the highest paid makes 19 He thinks he's grossly underpaid. I was going to say, that's not grossly underpaid. You're no. $13 million a year. And it's not like everyone else at your position is making 30 Like Right. Right. Oh well. I don't know. Hopefully, Cowboys. I love it, dude. Throw. Hold out. Yeah, yeah. Fine with me, does, dude. Yeah. Cowboys turmoil me. will always make me happy. It will hold a special place in my heart. Yeah. Fuck them boys. We them boys. What else we got? Um, nothing. Nathan. Nathan's Nathan's hot dogs. Nathan's hot dogs. I, I saw the time. I was like, "We gotta get through this, man." Yeah, we were we were chatting, gotta get through this dog. We were chilling and grilling. I mean, I well, I wasn't really grilling. Does dude? He's come out hot with a scat right off the rip, and it just summertime you know, episodes, dude. Not a whole lot scatting. going on, dude. It's <laughs> it's time to get goofy, bro. Like, let's be <laughs> <Gameplay>. silly. <laughs> we were fairly silly today. We had some not so silly conversations about nine eleven stuff, but yeah. <laughs> Dale Earnhardt dying. Yeah, but we were we were goofing around. Yeah, conspiracy theories. We were like a goofy movie on a, if it was a podcast. Goofy movie podcast. Why didn't we call it that? 
did you see my uh, Instagram story yesterday of the freecreditreport.com, like, 90s nostalgic, like, TikTok? Nope. Oh, uh, dude, it was, like, this little analog TV playing that um, commercial of them in the car, and he's got the guitar, and he's, like, talking about coming off the lot in, like, a shitty car because he didn't check his credit. And it's, like, um, F-R-E-E, that spells me, creditreport.com, baby. Com, baby. Yeah, it was that commercial, and it was playing on an old-school analog thing and had, like, the Pokemon from, like, 1998, like, full VHS collection with, like, the cards. And it's just, like, I saw that dude and something. It just hit me, like, in my heart where I'm, like, I don't know why. But seeing, like, nostalgic shit like that makes me, like, sad now. Yeah. I I liked it so much. Dude. I, told, I told Lex, I was, like, I think that we should, like, find our favorite, like, shows, like, kid shows that we watch growing up make a list of them like on our phone like in our notes and then put like the stream where where we could stream it you know what i mean yeah and then that way like jt and our future kids can grow up on the same shit that we grew up on instead of whatever bs they got today yeah like coco melon or some stupid yeah. shit like i'm that. good on coco melon not in this house <laughs> fuck coco melon coco melon's just catching all the strays coco melon is like the devil <laughs> coco don't watch none of that. Bobby Coco Melon is the devil. Facts. The foosball. Big facts. <laughs> that Coco Melon is the devil. Coco Melon and foosball. Bobby Boucher. Yeah, I don't want him playing foosball either, honestly. <laughs> like football or foosball? Yeah, yeah. Like fucking yeah, table foosball, dude. <laughs> I was kind of thinking about that too. And like my I, my mom was always, when I played football, my brother played football. She was always so like nervous about it. and But like I yeah. totally understand it now. End of the day, like, I'm probably going to let him do what makes him happy, but I'm going to try to steer him away from football. Yeah. Watch it on Sundays with your pops. Yeah. Get in on this fantasy league. I want to get him a go-kart. I want to race him. I saw a video of this kid who's, like, nice on a go-kart and, like, him and his dad race every night after dinner. Um, like, <laughs> that's awesome, dude. <laughs> that's dope. Yeah, that is dope. I saw an ad for, like, a $40, $40 golf cart or go-kart. It's, like, a battery-powered go-kart. Mm. And, um... I was like, this can't be real. So I like looked into the reviews and apparently it's like very real. Like 40 bucks, you can get a go-kart that goes like 30 miles an hour. So I texted Andy and I was like, yeah, when you get moved in, let's both order one of these and we can cruise over to satellite in our go-karts. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh my yeah, God, dude, that would be it. awesome. <laughs> Just like 40. doing donuts in the street, showing off for yeah, the people. dude, got a fucking <laughs> Drive across the street to your apartment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Put in the gate code for my go-kart. <laughs> Where would you park it? That's the thing. I was like, I either have to keep it on my patio, which would be super obnoxious, or just like park it, like get a tarp and park it over in like the visitor's parking lot. You might get in trouble though. Yeah. I don't know. If it's like too permanent. Right. Gotta keep that thing running. But dude, I can take that shit downtown. Like, it would be so fun. Yeah. Yeah. It would be dope for Wilmington because you could just like scoot around with it. Yeah. It's like an electric scooter, but a go kart and goes a little bit faster. Hell yeah. That'd be way dober. For 40 bucks, dude. I should get one. Yeah, you could get two. Get one for JT before the deal runs out. Take to Columbo's. Get some there beers. You, there you go. Drive back hammered. <laughs> I'm doing a DUI with a go-kart. I'm not going to drive back hammered from the liquor store. <laughs> well, you don't go there and just hang out with the cashier and get fucking yanked? Nah. Nah. That's I saw a dude in the liquor store the other day, and he was like, big dude. He had like the biggest camo shorts I've ever seen. Like oh, they were like car- cargo pants, camo with like a full iPad in the side pocket. Like oh, he man. dropped some money on the floor and just like 
stuffed it in that pocket with the iPad. He got two forties of Bush ice and a, a Tito <laughs> shooter. <laughs> Just to top it off. <laughs> yep, yep. I said, "All right, you get after it, young bull." My man is having a night. <laughs> yep. Uh, he went out. He was like in line before me. He went out. And I see him. He's in shotgun of his girls, like beat up GNC envoy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's just a good. That's you a kids, good episode of be people safe. watching right there, dude. Yeah, dude. I'm big people watcher. Yeah, especially when you're baked. It's the best. People are wilding. All the time, people are wild. People are wild, and dude, that's what I do. Whenever Maggie wants to just go like shopping, or whatever, I'm just like, fine, dude. I'm just gonna hang out and just watch people. Like, yep, fine by me. People watching, or like, I like to shop baked. Like when Lex wants to shop, I like doing it baked because then it's like I'll be like into it. Like, all right, cool, cool. Yeah. Like, what are we looking <laughs> yeah. for? All right, I'll, I'll help you find that, and yeah. then I'll get like real into it, like real in depth, and I'll be like, well. Like, what kind of features would I want in this kind of thing? I'm like, oh, well, can it do this? Can it do that? Well, do they make one that does? And Lex is like, dude, you're thinking dude, way too much into this. Shut up and go to the food court. <laughs> we're, we're looking for, like, little clips to hold our open chip bags closed. It's not that deep. <laughs> <laughs> dude, we're in Dollar Tree. Relax. <laughs> but I need one that's going to, like, send an alert to my phone that tells me when my chips are getting stale. <laughs> yeah, do you think these are microchipped? This chip clip? Yeah. Makes sense to me. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> that's funny all right i'll talk to you later have a good weekend <laughs> all right hey you can't do that dude come on you can't uh, fucking start off with a scat and then end like that <laughs> yeah, it's more Just like it end it right there <laughs> Nah, you guys Get know it. the deal if you've made it this far we appreciate you for listening yeah we the truly few, do the few the proud the marines baby if you've made it this yeah. far <laughs> yeah um, but hey, enjoy your weekends. Go smooch your your neighbor on the lips. Slap somebody on the butt cheeks. On the say lips. good job. Say good slap game. Slap somebody on the lips and fucking smooch them on the butt cheek. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do that too. Yeah, smack somebody on the lips and smooch them on the ass. Oh, be like, oh, sorry, dude. I was trying to slap your butt, but I slapped your lips. <laughs> and if you get the chance, tell somebody that you love them. Yeah. And follow us on social media. Smooches.